from days of long ago. From uncharted regions of the universe comes a legend. Star Joe's podcast episode 138 the best of Star Joe's I'm your host Ryan and welcome back everyone uh yeah this is actually a culmination of the last five years five years of doing Star Joe's I cannot believe that we've been doing the podcast for that long I'm not going to talk long here this episode really is exactly what it says which is I tried to pick the best moments of several episodes over the last five years pretty daunting task. I want to thank those that that helped me out by sending some submissions and you guys should be contacted soon from me uh, so I can send some prizes out to you. But yeah, I mean, it's just an amazing ride. I mean, Chuck and I started this thing five years ago to the day of this episode coming out and we had no idea what it was going to become. We had no idea how many friends we were going to make from doing this show. I mean, that wasn't the intention behind it. It wasn't like oh, we're going to do this podcast and we're going to make a lot of friends because of it. That wasn't the idea behind it. It was like, we're going to do a podcast because doing a podcast will be fun and it'll be interesting. It'll be a reason to get together. But what happened was you guys started listening and you guys started contacting us and and we got to know a lot of you really, really well. And we've made a lot of great friendships, both in the podcasting community, in the creator community, and in just everyday people out there that we've gotten to know so it's been a blessing and it's been an amazing ride and it's been a fun experience and there's absolutely no sign of it ending anytime soon which is the other fantastic part so even though this is a wrap-up of the last five years it's also the start of the next five years and who knows how much farther we're going to go with it so you know Chuck and I started this thing just in a room, and you're going to hear, you know, some rough things from from that first episode, and 
I like to think we just got better as time went on, but sometimes things have gotten crazy as, as time has gone on. So uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank everyone for giving us a chance and checking us out and sticking with us through the long haul. This is also a great episode for new listeners. And I know a lot of a lot of times people say that, and especially comic book companies and everything else, say, oh, this is a great jumping on point. But this is really a great jumping on point episode. And the reason I say that is because in this episode, you're going to hear a lot of the inside jokes that longtime listeners have been aware of or that you might hear us comment on in future episodes. So, you know, there is so many great moments that I tried to make sure I grabbed a lot of those. So this way, if you are a new time listener, you're going to hear some of those things that were said. You're going to hear where the uh, initials RHP came from. You're going to hear about Chuck's story of the Schwitz. You're going to hear uh, Robert doing Torpedo for the first time. So you're going to hear all these things in one episode. There's some things that I wasn't able to locate or I wasn't able to encapsulate in this episode. Uh, give you some examples is uh, there was a time where Chuck actually got a little scared in the room because he was he brought up LeBron James and I was very annoyed with how LeBron James left Cleveland because that's where I'm from. And I wasn't upset that, that he left. I was upset how he left. And I was getting very angry and Chuck's like, you're pointing at me and, and stuff. I couldn't find that moment, but it was a very funny moment in one of our early episodes. I also couldn't find the infamous Go Ahead episode, which is Chuck's done this many times in the past, but there was definitely a moment when it started where I would talk and try to explain something and he would cut me off and then he would say, go ahead. And then when I would try to go ahead and talk, he would cut me off again and then he'd say, go ahead. It became a running joke of go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. I couldn't find that particular episode. I looked for it, but there was no way I was going to be able to listen to all five years of episodes or even a full year of episodes. I, I chose certain episodes based on the summary information that I had to work with to see if it sparked some memories and everything else. And I tried picking certain episodes that I thought had something in them, but I just really couldn't find the, the go ahead moment. So, but yeah, let me go ahead and... <laughs> No pun intended. Let me go ahead and turn things over to the last five years of great moments, and then I'll meet you on the other side. Welcome to the Star Joes Podcast, episode number zero, Know Your Joes. My, uh, we are your hosts. My name is Ryan. I'm Chuck. And we welcome to our first uh, podcast, uh, Kind of covering everything from G.I. Joe to Star Wars and pretty much everything in between. That's all kind your, of our tagline there. All your favorite 80s titles will be uh, covered here. Especially if they're related to comics that are currently out right now. So uh, with that, you're, again, this is episode zero. You may have heard other podcasts do episode zeros where they kind of talk about themselves, what they know and everything, so you get to know who we are. Um, Chuck and I know each other from work. We're not going to say where that is. Uh, for safety of ourselves and our job. Yeah, let's just say it's uh, we're in finances and that's it. So it's a pretty boring job. So Sucks. Yeah, so we get to uh, converse constantly during the day through emails to each other about things. And uh, we started hanging out during lunch and sending emails about top five lists and stuff we're interested it in. started as a way just to pass the time at work because we're so bored, but then it we ended up liking a lot of the same things, so we're like, let's just throw a podcast together and 
here we are. Yeah, and I think you were actually the first one to mention that to me, that you were like, hey, let's do a podcast. And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And then I listen to other people and their opinions, and I've got a lot of my own, so I figure, why not? Well, we sounds, definitely know you have a lot of opinions. So. Sounds like a good thing to do. So, uh, and you'll definitely find out that Chuck and I don't see eye to eye on a whole lot of things. We still like the same genres, but... Uh, we, it's just Ryan's wrong a lot. <laughs> Well, I overlook it. I overlook well, it. we'll let the listeners decide on who's wrong because uh, I think we definitely have had times where the majority went towards my way a little bit. So, Team Ryan? <laughs> that's right. Yeah, Team Ryan. That's going to be the Team Ryan, Team Chuck. first group of listeners we're going to have, the fanfare of Team Ryan. Start your so. own uh, Facebook page, Team Chuck. <laughs> Go, Team Chuck. Uh, so it was probably, what, a month and a half, though, after we even mentioned a podcast before we actually decided that we were going to be serious and actually do it. Um, <laughs> yeah, we had to get our stuff together. We just had a lot going on with the holidays and everything like that. So, uh, yeah. And we tend to be lazy. And we're lazy. Yeah. And family so. came first with that. So, In fact, we pieced together this podcast uh, five minutes before recording, so we're off to a great rollicking start here. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, uh, kind of just start with a little intro, uh, about the, the show and everything else. And, uh, before we get started, uh, Chuck was kind enough at Christmas time to get me some GI Joe figures. Yes, you will hear us talk about toys quite often. Um, and he actually was kind enough to get me, uh, the action figures, the 25th anniversary GI Joe action figures of... Flint and Zartan and Snake Eyes. I figure if we're going to talk about it, you might as well own a couple of them. That's right, because I was kind-hearted as a small child to give my G.I. Joe toys to a little boy who couldn't afford, his mother couldn't afford toys, and I regret that decision ever since. (laughs) No. (laughs) It's a a nice thing to do, but retrospect, looking back at them, you know you want them back. Yeah. Ten years later, you realize, yeah, I really could have liked keeping those, so, Um, but... I hope the I hope the kid kept them and didn't light them with firecrackers or something like that. Yeah, so he enjoyed them and he had a nice time with them. <laughs> so uh, Chuck definitely knew some of my favorite figures from then, and he was kind enough to get them for me. I told him I did have a gift for him for Christmas, but that I also wanted to commemorate the podcast by presenting it to him at the podcast. So here you go, Chuck. We got a little live opening going on. Yeah, it's a little snowman wrapping job here. I appreciate this gift. It's very nice, very thoughtful of it. Going to tear into it, see what we got here. Well, we got the U.S. Postal Service was priority kind of, mailbox. Kind of nice. They were kind enough to deliver that. Ah, they address it to Casa de U. I'm a big fan of the post office, postal service. Oh, who's not? Let's be honest. You, who's not? You like getting mail? Love getting mail. Yes. Be getting a lot more mail here in the near future. Nice! The Joker, DC Universe, classics figure. Thank you very much. I knew that was a a high one on your list. Thank you very much. Yeah, very welcome. I've been looking for this figure for a while. It has eluded me, but now it is mine. Uh, for those of you Very not, kind not of familiar, but the uh, there was the DC Classics figures, which are about six inch figures, and How they people know uh, about these. These are these are. Well, let's hope if they're listening to us that they're, <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. they're aware of these. But This one was a Walmart exclusive, only available at Walmart, so it was very difficult to find. Exclusive figures suck. Yes. Uh, you can't get them everywhere. you got to go to the one store to get them. Yeah, and and mind you, there's a lot of lot of Walmarts in our area, but they all seem to carry the same two figures, which are three figures probably, the Captain yeah. Cold, Captain Booster Cold, Gold, yeah. and... Uh, Blue Beetle, which nothing wrong with those figures, but yeah, well, you get tired of seeing them all the time when you go in there. Exactly, especially Toys R Us, they always have a weak selection of these figures. It's usually the WalMarts and Targets that carry yeah. a lot of those. And it and seemed like every Walmart we went to when we were checking out toys, they had all of them except for the Joker figure. Uh, I was 
fortunate enough to find one for myself, but uh, and I rubbed it into Chuck's face. But <laughs> you did. Uh, you did. But that was solely because I knew I was getting him one. So, um, so very kind of you. Thank you very much. You're very welcome. So, uh, so how was the holidays for you, Chuck? Oh, the holidays were great. I got some uh, fantastic presents. I walked away with a Chicago Bears hoodie. I've been asking for for two years. Yes, I am a Bears fan. Uh, say what you want. From Chicago, let's not go there. Also, uh, other next best Christmas present, I guess what I, I got a uh, Masters of the Universe. I love Masters of the Universe. One of my favorite toy lines of all time. Comics, toys, action figures, everything. Love it. I walked away with my first statue um, figure. I guess it's a statue. And it's of the 2000X version of King Randor. Which I mentioned to my wife, it would be kind of cool to have one of these since I don't have one in my collection. But I'm not really big on statues at all because they're not articulated. You can't move them. You just look at them and whatever. But I'm really quite surprised with that. I really enjoy it. I really like it a lot. It's, it's grown to be one of my favorite figures. It, it doesn't move. It just looks badass. I love it. And I think I, I'm about to buy it a couple more. And I might have to actually give credit to King Randor for once because, as you know, I'm not a huge King Randor fan. In the sense of how he looks as an action figure, uh, Chuck did bring over his King Randor action figure, not the statue, but the actual figure, over, and it looks like the uh, Burger King. Yeah, enough of the Burger King reference. <laughs> this would be the Masters of the Universe Classics line. I'm big into that. I do have most of the figures. There's a couple of my passed on, but uh, I passed on Hero, but I since bought it on eBay, and I'm just waiting for it to come in. And I did pass on Faker since it was just a He-Man repaint, but now that I don't have it, I really want it. <laughs> Which, they're really going to have to reproduce it again, like they did reissue Skeletor and He-Man, or I'll just have to pay inflated eBay prices, and that would not be good. Or, you know, if there's a listener out there that doesn't want their Faker, they, they could, could donate it, yes. They could certainly contact us, and you will hear information on how to contact us near the end of the program. So That would be super cool if anybody out there has an extra Faker they'd like to donate to the cause. We'll be sure to mention your name and give you all the credit in the world for that. And we'll do a review of it. And we'll do a review of it, that yeah. That would be fantastic. So, uh, any other... Uh, well, that would be the two get best Christmas presents I've gotten this year. The We'll go the opposite end of the spectrum here. The worst present... <laughs> I was going to say any bad ones. The worst present I got was actually from my um, sister's sister. I guess it would be my sister-in-law. She tried really hard, but to no avail. Uh, since you are listening to the podcast, you know I do like G.I. Joe's. I collect the vintage G.I. Joe action figures. Um, and she tried to give me some vintage G.I. Joe action figures. She went online. Well, let's go vintage 1980s. Vintage 1980s. G.I. Yeah. Not the 60s. Not the Barbie dolls. We don't <laughs> like those. Um, if you do, that's your deal, whatever. More power to you. You're into dolls. I'm into action figures. But she tried to be nice and get me some of the vintage 1980s G.I. Joe's. Uh, there were six of them total. Opened them up, got the U.S. post box. I'm like, hey, it's going to be a great gift. I open it up, tear into it, and they are the core figures. Some of them aren't even core figures; they're even more generic than the core. Which, if you describe what the core figures are, the core figures are those figures that your aunt would pick up for you for your birthday, who doesn't know anything about GI Joes. They look like military figures in the store, but they're not GI Joes. Just your basic, generic, run-of-the-mill figures. So I got six of those, which I had to act like I was really impressed and really thankful to get those and after we went home I just gave them to my kid <laughs> who doesn't know better yet who doesn't know better yet but he was great to get him so <laughs> yeah uh, without offending anybody naming any names uh, they probably won't listen to this podcast anyway but that sucked yeah thanks for nothing <laughs> try again next try year. again next year <laughs> try harder your heart was in the right place you tried really hard but it, it didn't work and uh, I didn't tell you that at the party 
Because I didn't want to hurt, didn't your, want to hurt your feelings. But I didn't want to see you cry because you tried really hard. But, but if you are listening to help support us, thank you. Yeah, but. thank you for your listening. Thank you for your patronage. But uh, yeah, that sucked. Yeah. Don't do it again, Tony. You realize when your child gets older, they're going to be like, you know, what the hell did you give me this for, Dad? What, yeah. What's going on? So I just tell them I got them at a garage sale or something. There you go. Uh, number 35 for me, uh, Chuck's going to kill me for, but it's C-3PO. Oh my god, that low? <laughs> yes, that low. Uh, and, and you'll find out why. I searched a lot for major impacts C-3PO himself had. Not so much R2-D2, but C-3PO had. They're like yin and yang. No, they're actually not. Oh my god. Uh, first appearance is uh, a New Hope movie. He had his own cereal, for Christ's sake. You put him at 35? <laughs> he's uh, he's played by Anthony Daniels. Exactly. Of course. Uh, the earliest treatment of Star Wars didn't have the droid duo, but instead had a pairing of bumbling Imperial bureaucrats as comic relief. The inspiration for 3PO came from Fritz Lang's Metropolis. Those of you might know that, some might not. Uh, Daniels also voiced 3PO on radio dramas, certain audiobooks, and the droid cartoon series. Yes. So that was pretty cool of him. An earlier version of 3PO's life story was extrapolated by Brian Daly in a 1977 internal Lucasfilm interview. In it, Daly answered a number of questions as as 3PO. Here, the droid revealed that he believes he comes from the world of Afa, not Abba, Afa, no, uh, where he was constructed in a robot factory about 112 years ago. That contradicts the movie. Yeah, well, they actually uh, found they've revealed that some of his parts have been okay. around for that long. So because in the movie, he doesn't like little Anakin build him up, right? But if you remember, his memory was also wiped in the movies, so That's he true. doesn't know where he came from. That's true. Three PO uh, thinks he had a string of forty three owners before serving Captain Antilles aboard the Tantive Four. Wow! Uh, instrumental in gaining the Ewoks' trust to help turn the tide in the Battle of Endor. Exactly. Uh, Which was, should be higher on the list. But he was forced to be a translator for Java, so he's kind of a wussy. And mm-hmm. <laughs> he translates what R2-D2 says so that others can understand his statements and comments. So he's R2-D2's lackey. Um, no, 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 no. Oh, no, he is. <laughs> no, 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 backwards. No, he is. No, you have no, it backwards. All he does without is, C-3PO... Here's what R2-D2 said. Without C-3PO, R2-D2 is a... No character, because nobody knows what he said. Basically, R two D. Basically, C three PO just took the place that he was already doing for R two when he was working for Java. Wow, he was Java's bitch. He's R two D. Oh bitch. wow, I am so beside myself. So, right anyways, thirty five C three PO. He was uh, built by Anakin, which showed his uh, which showed Anakin's ability to re- for repairing things. I can't breathe now. Three uh, PO was able to deceive the troopers in A New Hope to give them the freedom to later save Luke, Han, Leia, and Chewie from the trash compactor. Exactly. But let's remember who saved them from the trash compactor. But if he wouldn't have contacted... I understand. He had the comlink. This is why he's 35. And if he wouldn't have told... Oh, my God. If he wouldn't have told R2 to do it... He would have been much lower on my list. Ouch. Favorite characters if he hadn't done certain things. You hate him. I don't hate him. He's not on the list of top 50. (laughs) Whatever. Okay, number 34. Very underrated on that list over there. Uh, My number six. Chuck's not going to like either, but... Uh, Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader. Wow, six. Number six. That low. A first appearance, a New Hope film. I know he would be your number one. You know what? The whole fucking movie is about him. 
But Anakin Skywalker, the whole movie, the whole trilogy is about Anakin Skywalker being a boy, growing right. up, and becoming Darth Vader. Right. But it, and how this young kid is trying to become the Jedi, being balanced of the Force, and falls to the dark side. It's what the whole movie's about, and he's number six. Yep. Because here's the thing. Are there any other characters left in yes. this? Yes, there is. But here's the reason. Because you have, and I've stated this to you, the reason why is because I pulled from characters of the entire Star Wars universe, the entire mythos, so all the expanded universe. So in that respect, Anakin had a very short career. You don't, you don't think he left some kind of legacy as Darth Vader? Yeah, Luke. Which we'll get yeah, to. We'll get yeah, to. he fathered Luke. Right, we'll get to that. Who eventually did bring balance to the Force. Right, but you can't give, I'm not going to give your dad credit for the... Good things you do if you did anything good. I don't know. Wow! Now you're saying I have no good accomplishments. <laughs> All right. So, anyways, let me get, let me get into this here because we're running long. Uh, first appearance is a New Hope film. The name Anakin dates back to the early day, early earliest drafts of Star Wars, where the character was to play a role similar to Luke's in A New Hope. Uh, in this early incarnation, Anakin Starkiller was the 16-year-old son of Cain, a respected warrior. He lived with his father and his 10-year-old brother Deke on the desert planet of Utapau. By the third draft of Star Wars, Luke becomes the central character and he's established to be an orphan. His father had died in the Battle of Kondon at the hands of treacherous Sith Lord of Alderaan. I like those hostess Kondongs. Yeah. <laughs> those are good. <laughs> those are ding-dongs. They're not as good as Twinkies, but they're pretty good. How yeah. about snowballs? Snowcaps? Snowcaps. Snow- snowballs. Snowballs? Yeah, snowballs. I really have a Twinkie. Okay. Initial concept sketches for young Anakin had him a bit uh, older, around 12 years old, which I actually would have preferred that if they had gone that way. Yeah, I always thought he was around 8 to 10 myself. So, but uh, they ended up going with a 9-year-old. So, obviously he was Force-sensitive. You know the rest of the history of Darth Vader. I'm not going to really get into all that. Uh, Only for this interest of time. I have a lot on him, but uh, there's a lot going on with him. But, you know, anyways. So, but anyways. Anyways, that's, uh, that's Darth Vader. Wow. Darth fucking Vader. Yeah. All right. And uh, he actually moved up on the list because of Anakin. Oh, he moved him up to six. Because of all the stuff Anakin's been doing now. Wow. So I like the Clone Wars and stuff like that. So. <laughs> okay, but, I'm beside myself. Okay. The Clone Wars cartoon. And obviously a lot of figures of Darth Vader. In fact, all the, sure. all the characters I have left have a lot of figures yeah. of them. So. Yeah. Many, many characters of uh, the seldomly used Darth Vader. Right. We did make a top ten list of our favorite Transformers. We're not going into great detail like we did with the G.I. Yeah, Joe Star gonna, Wars. We're going to name them. And just kind of maybe say why we liked them or Because if you're listening to the Transformers special episode, odds are you know who these guys are. Right, exactly. And, and they're not more obscure names like Star Wars was, where you need a little bit of a background check right. on them. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll start. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, number ten for me would be Gears, obviously, with being my first Transformer. That's what introduced me to the line, and I just loved the little guy. He's, he's a great little Transformer. Yeah, and I assume you, he made the list because he was your first one. Exactly. So. All right, uh, number ten for me was Skywarp. Okay. Uh, now, the reason behind this, I got two Transformers uh, as my first Transformers, and Skywarp was one of the first ones. He was definitely my first Decepticon that I got, and I love the idea of... Him being able to teleport also, I thought that was an awesome nice. feature that they yeah. gave to him. But a, a very cool character. Plus, I, I was a big fan of like the black and purple look it was that sh- he was done. Sharp-looking figure. Sharp-looking yeah. figure. So, Skywarp was my number 10. All right, number 9 for me would be Shockwave. Okay. Uh, if you notice, uh, Shockwave was actually left back on Cybertron yep. by Megatron to 
kind of hold down the fort there. And Shockwave almost made my list, so I, I, I nice purple Decepticon yeah. with the purple logo. It's just it's big, a nice looking figure, bigger, big, bigger big, figure, big yeah. laser gun, exactly. So pretty awesome. So uh, number nine for me was Ironhide. Okay. I love Ironhide, and he would have been higher on my list if the toy didn't suck. I didn't put him on the list because the toy sucked. Yeah, the toy was awful. But second in command, yeah. really cool character. I was pissed when they, <laughs> when, when he got shot when he got shot in the movie, the cartoon movie. You, you want a little spoiler? Yeah, go ahead. Uh, I looked ahead in the other books; they're bringing him back. Oh, sweet! So, <laughs> well, the, the comic was a different story, but uh, in the cartoon movie, if you remember, he's one of the first yeah, ones that gets killed. Yeah, and that—that's not Ironhide. He could have taken a bullet. Yeah. So, but yeah, so Ironhide was my, my number nine. Uh, number eight for me was Bumblebee. Okay. I know. Uh, I like Bumblebee. Some people don't because he's a little the little guy and everything. He's, a, he's all right. For what me. actually pushed Bumblebee yeah. up for me was I, I like the fact because I like a lot of the little Transformers. I guess because I mostly had the little ones as a kid. Right. Never had Bumblebee though. I had Cliffjumper, but it's kind of the same thing. Bumblebee was a tough one to get because especially if you wanted the yellow Bumblebee. Yeah. Because they had Bumblebee out the there, but he was a red yeah, one. And I didn't want that one. So he looked just like Cliffjumper. Right. So, so. I had the like they, they transformed exactly the same way. Exactly. But Bumblebee kind of pushed up a little bit more on my list now because the reading the Transformer comic book with him being the leader and everything right. I kind of uh, vaulted him up a couple of pegs here but I actually I actually liked him because he was one of the main characters in the cartoon cartoon and everything yeah. and he did associate a lot with the humans so I like Bumblebee right and I think that's the character a lot of people related to because he was the one that interacted with the humans right. so uh, number eight for me was Prowl okay uh, I love that he's a cop car he's you know Law enforcement, I kind of like that. Yeah. So I'm not into cops or anything like that. I, mean, <laughs> I like the show unless, cops. Unless they're like a chick cop. That's pretty cool. That's hot. Yeah, it's hot. I got pulled but, over by a chick cop one time. Nice. Was she hot? Yes, she was. Nice. So, yes. All right. Uh, but yeah, Prowl, number eight for me. Uh, uh, just a cool figure. Yeah. Cool very, character. Very cool. And when he transformed, he had his guns up on top of his head. Yeah. The cannons. Awesome looking. Yeah. That's why I made Prowl number seven for me. Oh, okay. okay. Same reasons. He's just a space hire for me. I, I love Prowl. Okay. Love him. Yeah. Uh, number seven for me was Hound. Hound was the other Transformer I got as my first one. So I got Hound and Skywarp at the same time. Birthday, Christmas or something? I think it was Christmas, yeah. Okay, nice. And uh, the thing that amazed my dad, and I think you may have had the same experience, my dad saw me take him out of the box and know how to transform them without even looking at the instructions on how to yeah, transform they, them. Before they used to come with instruction sheets to show you how to change them back and forth. Right. If you're a kid, you just start fiddling around with it and you kind of figure it and out. And my dad would be like, how do you know how to do that? I'm like, he's like, did you have some of these already? I was like, no, I didn't have any. He's like, how do you know how to do that? Hound was awesome, though, because he was the, the military jeep. Right. Uh, and he could do the holograms. The holograms, yeah. And, and I love that. That was awesome, yeah. So that was really cool. And that's why I made Hound number six on my list. <laughs> nice. We didn't look at each other's lists, folks. This is awesome. We have no idea who's on whose list. So, so yeah, you made Hound seven. I made Hound number six. Is a bump up ahead. Okay. Because I, I did like the the military style, the Jeep that he was. Yep. I did like the fact that he could do the holograms too. Right. And they do have one of the. Um, what are they called? A Rebel, not the Rebel Techs, but the Alternators. Alternators, yeah. The Hound one. That's one I really want to get. Actually, those are designed to look like real cars, and they're basically made out of metal, and they're yeah, a little like, bit more of a higher-grade Transformer. Yeah, you get like uh, Optimus Prime's a Ford F-150, I think. Yeah, and, and then there's like, like, maybe Jazz is like a new Ford Mustang or something right. like that. They look like real cars. Hound is a Jeep Wrangler, I think. Right, so. and it, they actually are made to look like the Diecast 124 scale cars that most people collect if you're in a Diecast, right. but they transform. Yeah. But you wouldn't know to look at them. You would transform. never know to look at them. Those things so are awesome. They're very cool. Um, number six for me was Devastator, or this, the Constructicons in general. And Devastator, just mostly Devastator, because he, he was the first gigantic robot that you could 
build out of multiple Transformers. Right. Just a total badass. Could just he he was the one that when he showed up, the Autobots went, "Oh fuck!" Works through, yeah. <laughs> and, and that's why he made number five on my list. Devastator, yeah. And Devastator was comprised of Hook, Scrapper, Mixmaster, Long Haul, Scavenger, and Bone Crusher. Yeah. And you could get them separately and put them together, or you could buy the whole big giant set. And they came out with the set later. Later on, yeah. Yeah. The, the, the big set of all five of them that hooked together to make Devastator. And I always wanted it and never got it. It was awesome looking. I did have Devastator, and I got him separate in the separate little pieces. Okay, I, well, let's see. You had Devastator, you had the flag, <laughs> and you had uh, the Sky, Sky Striker. Yeah, yes, all the things had. you always wanted. I should have, like, lived beside you as a kid. And I, I know. Had everything. Right. But, uh, yeah, Devastator, I actually did collect him individually, so that was kind of a pain in the ass because I think I was like, <laughs> I still need one more, and he was tough to find. I finally right. found him. But yeah, I had the entire set. All right, now, so. well, now we had Prowl, Hound, and Devastator in the same. Right. I just had my slot header than you. I can guarantee you, you don't have my number five. All right, go ahead. My Fine. number, because you, you, Devastator was your number five. Number right? five, yeah. Okay. So no, my number five was Grimlock. No, I do not. No, you do not. <laughs> um, so Grimlock, I, Chuck and I talked about this. Unlike myself, Chuck was not into dinosaurs as a kid. However, I was the typical kid boy that was into dinosaurs and everything growing up as a little kid and so Grimlock Tyrannosaurus Rex was just awesome now he is an idiot in the cartoon I will say that he's a, he's a complete moron like the rest of the Dinobots but in the comics and everything else he's a little bit more of a leader and he's a little bit more of a just an aggressive guy he's yeah. not as much of an idiot I think they did that in the cartoons because they figured out scientifically that dinosaurs brains are really small right but, I mean, if an Autobot's building him, why wouldn't he build him with a better brain? Right. And Grimlock was smarter than the other Dinobots. And he was a Tyrannosaurus Rex. E- even in the cartoon, yeah. he was a little bit smarter than the other Dinobots. But, yeah, I really just love him because he's a total badass. Yeah. He's the guy that will lead you in, lead the charge into battle. So. And I, I like the way he looked better in dinosaur mode as opposed to the figure oh, yeah. mode from the figure. He just looked better that way. But, uh, no, he did not make although in the co- Although in the comics, I actually liked him in the robot form better. With the sword, yeah. Yeah, so. Uh, number four for me is Optimus Prime. Okay. Uh, I do like Optimus Prime. He's probably my favorite Autobot of all time. Okay. He's the leader. He's the, the great voice of Optimus Prime. Is You associate that with Optimus Prime looking at him. Right. Um, just awesome. I mean, what are you going to say about Optimus Prime? He's just a, the supreme leader. Yeah, and you and you tend to like the bad guys anyway, so I can figure that the good guys would fall a little bit lower. Yeah. But And again, we didn't look at each other's lists, but in the opposite form of that, number four for me is Megatron. Because I tend to like the good guys more than the bad guys. And so Megatron's number four for me. Just, again, an awesome character. Big gun. Uh, And I think they actually changed him years later because he looked too much like a real gun as a a toy. So uh, just, you know, he's a badass. He, He, you know... One of the best things, even though I know he was Galvatron at this point, but one of the best things he did for me was he killed Starscream. So I know he was Galvatron at that point, but to me he was still Megatron. In the so. movie when he comes back and he just blasts him, yeah. sitting on his throne. So and though my problem with Megatron, the reason I did move him down was because to me he should have killed Starscream so much earlier. Because if you had a whiny little guy like that on your thing that you knew was trying to take over, and you're the bad guy, Chuck, you've mentioned this before. If you're the bad guy, you just kill the guy. Yeah. But I guess part of the Decepticon code, if you follow the comic books a little bit more, was that's how it happens. Yeah, exactly. That's how you take over. You dethrone the current leader, and now you're the guy. Right. And that's how Megatron got to be in the power. Right, so, so I guess maybe he respected he, he that. He knew it was coming, yeah. So, yeah. Number three for me is Soundwave. Okay. Which I love Soundwave. He's awesome. He's the cassette player. The most, I, I would say the most unique voice of oh, the, yeah. the cartoons. 
because he had that robotic voice. I, I love Soundwave. And, and it seemed like it seemed like they got his voice for the movie, the Transformers, the movie, the, the, same. the live action one, yeah, and they the made same, him a yeah. satellite in that one, which was a pretty cool update. Yeah, said the tape deck, yeah, and I love the fact that he came with all the little cassettes and everything. Uh, you know, Laserbeak, Rumble, Ravage, Frenzy, Ratbat, Buzzsaw. Yep. So Soundwave for me was always awesome, and now the updated animated series they actually made him a like a truck. Okay. And he has like a, he, I guess Soundwave, the sounds come out of him like a blaster. Like he's got, like the, the guy next door who has the radio too loud on his okay. truck and bounces the bass and stuff. Right. And that's kind of what he does in the animated series a little bit. Eh. eh. I still like him as a cassette. I do too. Um, and actually he was the uh, San Diego Comic-Con exclusive Transformer last year. Oh, right, yeah. The big box set that I didn't pull the trigger on after. Ma- yeah, made him, made him in that classic style. Yeah, it was like 70 was or $75 after the Comic-Con and I didn't pull the trigger on it now. I wish I did. Because I looked at him recently, he's like 150 bucks. I was going to say, he's probably like 150 Yeah, so, I yeah. kind of missed the boat on that one. Yeah. Um, number three for me is Jazz. Oh, okay. Uh, and my number two and number three went back and forth, back and forth, but I decided to go with Jazz. I love Jazz. He's he's the brother. He's 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 the man. He, he you know he yeah he's the the cool guy. The thing that really pissed me off was when they killed him in the first Transformers movie. Oh, yeah. That almost ruined the movie for me for the simple fact that Did you like him so much. Yeah, I liked him so much, but also like he was the one Transformer in that movie that actually had a personality. Like they actually showed something. Like you had Ironhide, who was just this big gruff guy who was ready to yeah. kill everything. You had Optimus, typical Optimus. But like all the rest of them, kind of didn't really have a personality except for Jazz, and then you kill him. Well, Bumblebee, he did. A he didn't. Bit. No, he didn't have a personality. He used radio. radio. He talked through radio. That's yeah. not a personality. That's oh radio. really? You person- said R two D two had a personality. That's beat. Ta- that's talking through radio. He talked through C three PO. Let's just not get back into that. <laughs> Let's not get back into that. But anyways, <laughs> Jazz just a real cool guy. They yeah. did use him a lot in the cartoon. Yeah. Um, it was really cool though. The, the, the race car with the yeah. number four on it so it was yeah. really cool and I loved and when I was a kid I loved racing too I wasn't into NASCAR but I liked race cars they sure. were really cool so what are we on number two number two number two for me is Starscream okay I again love the Jets you sure Thundercracker that's uh, why Skywarp made my Skywarp list so. and Starscream were all the F-14 F-15 and Jets later on you had Ramjet <laughs> and uh, I'm trying to remember what the other jet was but I forget right now Dirge or something like that. Maybe. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, he was like number two, always trying to take over, be Megatron's, you know, he's right-hand man, but he's also trying to secretly overthrow Megatron. Well, not so much secretly, Megatron knew about it. Uh, but he always told Megatron, and he was always like bad-mouthing him, like, uh, why don't you just end this now and kill this Autobot? You're, you know, if I was in charge, but Megatron's always, you're not in charge, Starship. Right. I am. And I, I liked the, uh, there was an episode... I, I liked his aggressiveness. Yeah. He wants to be in control. Yeah, I... Wants to move up the corporate ladder. <laughs> I liked the episode where after Starscream was killed, he comes back as like a ghost his and starts ghost. Pos- possessing people yeah. or other Transformers and everything else. I really hated Starscream. <laughs> only for the simple fact that... The voice? Not so much... Well, I guess the voice played into this. But to me, again, he was just a whiny little bitch. Like I, I see it. He, so, I want to be the leader. I want to be the leader. I want to well, do something about it. He almost never did anything about it other than to say, I should be the one in charge. Like, he, a couple times he did do something like he made the... Do, do you think he's the brainy smurf? Yes. Wants he, to be Papa, but he's not? Yeah, exactly. So I don't see it he, that he was. Uh, he did make the Kabatacons, which, which were really cool. But outside of that, he never really did much. Like, if he was scheming, like, if he was, like, a Loki in Thor, like, okay. scheming and stuff yeah. like that, that'd be cool. But it seemed like all the time, all he was doing was saying, well, if I was a leader, I would do this. Well, if I was a leader, I would do this, and I should be the leader. And it's like, Yeah, oh. a lot more in the, in the cartoons, that you'll figure out that's what he does, but a lot more in the comics. Yeah. He does plot and over. Plot stuff, right. And he, you know, 
gets on Megatron. I think this shoots him, and even in the movie. Uh, the, the Transformers animated movie when yeah. they're taking Megatron back and he's all busted up from battling Prime in Astro Train, which right. almost made my list. I love that Astro, Astro Train. Train. Yeah, um, he throws him out the window. Yeah, he throws him out the door oh, because yeah. he's like, "We got to lose some weight." He's like, "Toss, toss Megatron." But to me, again, that was the wimpy way of getting rid of Megatron. It's like, okay, Megatron's almost dead. Let me go ahead and take my advantage and throw him out now. Not let me do battle with you, Megatron, and see if I can earn it. Well, here's the deal: if he were to ever do battle with Megatron, he would lose. Right, exactly. So you have to get rid of him. You have to get rid of him somehow. So yeah, so you need so, to take him so out. again, to me, that's the whiny bitch way of getting ah. leadership. So, anyways, number two, number two for me was Soundwave. Okay, and his cassettes. I, I respect that decision. Number two, Soundwave, and, and he almost was number two for me. Yeah, I, I and again, Soundwave. Soundwave and Jazz kind of went back and forth, back and forth. What tipped it for me was Soundwave. I kind of cheated a little bit and said Soundwave and the cassettes. Because I love Ravage. I yeah, love... They're, they're one in the same. Yeah. Because they, they're stored there. They come there. They're always together. Yeah. He always dispatches, like, Ravage for re- reconnaissance yeah. or Laserbeak for reconnaissance. Yeah. Ravage I, was probably my favorite cassette, but I also loved Laserbeak, Rumble, uh, Frenzy, again, for a while there, I thought was just a... Until I read the comic book, I didn't Yeah, exactly. So, um, but loved Soundway, loved his voice, loved how yeah. he was basically the second in command, even though Starscream was officially, I guess, the second in command. Um, Soundwave kind of took charge in a way when he had to, but pretty much just to fulfill Megatron's wishes. Exactly. Like he knew he what followed Megatron. Megatron to the end. Exactly. Yeah. So kind of like when we were reviewing the comics, Omega Supreme follows Prime to the end. Soundwave followed Megatron to the end. So I really, really loved uh, Soundwave. Yeah, and number one for me obviously is Megatron. Okay. No surprise He's just there. The number one supreme badass villain in the Transformer universe. He is. I mean I yeah. mean Megatron is awesome. He transforms into the gun. Always wants to, you know, Kill Optimus Prime. He actually has Starscream. Actually uses him a lot in the gun mode. Yep. To to fire on the Autobots and and one cool thing too. Going back to the talking about the toys, the Starscream Rebel Tech comes with one of the hands is Starscream holding Megatron in his gun, gun form, form yeah. which is just awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that's going to make me buy that figure. Oh yeah, and it's not expensive. Either. No, it's you know, twelve, ten to fifteen bucks. Yeah, you probably with shipping, you pay about twenty or whatever. <laughs> Those so. are the two I want to get, though: the Megatron and Starscream. Yeah, uh, I think Megatron's probably my next one to get, just so I have a matching up with my Optimus, which leads into my number one, which is Optimus Prime. I know. I love Optimus Prime. He is the leader. A lot of times, leaders tend to make my number one. And that's that's pretty weird list. because you had Megatron four, four. I have Prime four, and you have Prime one, and I have Megatron. Four. Oh yeah, and that's the part that cracked me up was I yeah. was like, we did not look at each other's no, list. not at all. But uh, yeah, and then I, we had Hound, Prowl, and Devastator in the pretty same, much pretty much same slots. One yeah. off. So, uh, but yeah, Optimus just total badass. I I was actually a little choked up when he got killed in the movie. A lot of people were. It it just destroyed me. I remember I watched the if you had the movie the the DVD there's behind the scenes footage and stuff on that and it actually goes into the writers and stuff talking about how kids were crying in the theater when Optimus oh, yeah. Prime died and people were walking out and they thought this was the end of the line. Oh my god, what the hell have we done? Yeah. We've killed Optimus Prime. Yep. It's like the Masters of the Universe killing He-Man. And they kept... It's like G.I. Joe killing Duke. Yes. And they, they kept... They killed the main yes. guy. Which was actually what made the movie awesome in a way, too. Yeah. Because you would never you expect never, that. You never saw that. And then they tried every way to bring him back. Right. They and brought him... Megatron killed him. Yeah. I That's know. what pumped it up for me. I know, but Megatron would normally lose all the time anyway. Megatron but. killed him. I know. All right. We're done. But uh, <laughs> Megatron freaking died, too, if he wasn't turned into Galvatron. 
it, he, was, he was adapted and changed yeah. into Galvatron, right? Um, which was a plasma cannon or something like that. Yeah, which, yeah I didn't really, upgrade. I thought um, it was okay, Megatron. but yeah. I didn't really. It, I wasn't, still, it wasn't Megatron. It wasn't Megatron anymore. But uh, yeah, with Optimus, they did. Uh, I almost put Galvatron on my list. I thought you might. <laughs> I almost did. Um, like it's it's pretty much the same character. But they, uh, yeah, Optimus. They uh, they tried bringing him back at one point. There was one story where they, he was basically a shell of his former self, and yeah. he asked to be destroyed. And eventually, they did bring him back, and they used the touch song again exactly. when they actually brought him back and it was a two-part episode i think it was called the return of optimus prime and i was cheering when that happened yeah. i mean you and every little other blonde head little boy in america that's why they have to be all blonde head boys i don't know so, yeah, you're maybe it was luke or something but because you, know. you were blonde um i did have <laughs> i did have some honorable mentions i just wanted to mention real briefly uh of people that are characters that almost made my list yeah uh Jetfire almost made my list okay omega supreme almost made my list if he wasn't such just like a robot robot yeah um and really complicated to put together. I was going to say, and he was—he didn't really transform so much as you take him apart and put him back together. And uh, Sideswipe almost made my list. Okay. Uh, big fan of him. Uh, Mirage, because he could turn invisible. I hated Mirage. See, I love Mirage because he could turn invisible. He was a race car. Again, I, I like the race cars. And a surprise one that wouldn't have made my list as a kid, but made my list would have almost made my list now, was Perceptor. Because, oh, really? because in the comics, they turned him into the sniper, and I love the sniper characters. Yeah. I love a character that's going to pick you off from a distance. Right. Um, that, they just made him a badass in the comics. Yeah. So. One, once for me, I thought about putting on, remember I said Astro Train? Yes. A triple changer. Yep. He went from the train to the astronaut space shuttle. Yeah, him and uh, Blitzkrieg was the other one. Exactly. So, so I, I love that. I love the fact of that. And actually, if you read the comic books about him and know the story about him, he actually uh, ends up taking off and leaving and going on his own planet and becoming a ruler of that planet. So yeah. It's pretty cool. Uh, another honorable mention was Ironhide, which you had on your list, which I thought was really cool. Yeah. Another one, uh, the Insecticons. Okay. But I couldn't break it down to one individual without just going as a group yeah. of Insecticons. I love the Insecticons. So, I liked Bombshell. Bombshell, Kickback. Kickback was cool, and then Shrapnel was Shrapnel, the last yeah. one. Yeah, so very cool. All right, so speaking of video games. Yeah, so we now we're branching off into video games. So we want to go into our battle files? Let's do it. All right, uh, go into our battle files then. Battle files. All right. All right. Uh, battle files. We're going to do a top five uh, video games, but not certain video games only. It's going to be the 1980s. 80s video games. 80s video games. Which was pretty much the Nintendo. The Nintendo. We're going to do strictly 80s games, Nintendo. Right. Uh, So NES, if it came out in the 80s, we're going to do it in the top five. Yep. And this was a suggestion. Somebody asked for top 80s video games and top 90s video games or something like that. So So yeah, we got a top five. So so we did a top five, our 80s. Eventually we'll do our 90s. Yeah. But right now we just have our 80s. So uh, So first time we're talking about video games. Yeah. So So very very cool. Like them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love them. You play them more than I do, but. Right. I don't have time. That's right. <laughs> um, I don't have kids. I, I do. I do. So, <laughs> All right. So uh, do you want to start or you want me to yeah, start? Yeah, I'll go. Number five for me is I, I actually was going back and forth on number five. Uh, I went with Mega Man. Okay. Mega Man uh, came out in 1987, but released by Capcom. Right. My other one I was thinking of that I was going for, I was torn, was Castlevania. Okay. Because I love both games. Yeah. They're both great. They're both great games. But I went with Mega Man. I, I did play Mega Man a little bit more. Yep. And they did have, you know, more sequels. So oh, yeah. I, I love Mega Man. It was a great game. Number five for me, and what I told Chuck is the games I chose were my favorite, 
these are my favorites, but also they're meaningful in the sense that they launched me into the entire series of games that followed. Because I loved the first one so much, I ended up loving every almost every game that came out after it. So right. my number five was Dragon Warrior. I, I played Dragon Warrior as a kid, yeah. Yeah, this game, it came out in August of 1989, yeah. so just on the cusp just of the, the cusp, 80s. Yeah. But it came out in 1989, and this was my first role-playing game. Me like, too. traditional role-playing yeah, game. Yeah, me too. It, it came free with my subscription to Nintendo Power. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Nintendo. I don't know if that's how I got it also. But, that's how I got it. But I just remember this ruined me for life because then I was addicted to role-playing games. Nice. From that point on. Nice. So, uh, and I, I have played a lot of the sequels also, so okay, it, it's yeah. a, a great game. Uh, number four for me is the actual Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Nice. Uh, 1989, again, right on the cusp there. And it's now, a, is this the first one? The first one, Ultra Games. Oh, I hated that one. I love that game. It was so freaking You're talking hard. about the one where it's the side-scroller yeah. and you're in the Not the arcade game, that? yeah. Oh, you got to swim through the maze of the I electric stuff. I fucking hated that I game. I love that game, dude. Oh, that was one of you the could worst. Pick any, you could pick any four of the turtles you wanted. Oh, I had it. Donatello was the strongest, obviously. He had the yeah, bow. Yeah, had the bow because he could reach farther yeah. and it hit harder. Yeah. I love that game, dude. I, I had the You game. got to actually drive the turtle van through yeah, the city. you went down into the sewers. Yeah, van. it was awesome. I, fucking I beat that game. I fucking hated that did game. Did you beat the game? I think I did. It was a great game. I had it, I, so I, I'm sure I did, but... Yeah. Oh god, that to me. Oh, I love that game, dude. Was one of my most all of these games in my top five, I have beaten. Oh yeah, so they're great games. I think it's one of my most despised games. I love that <laughs> game. How do you hate that game? It's awful. It's a great game. Every Turtles game that came after it was so much better. I like the arcade game that came out too. Yeah, but I love that it's, one. No, it's Loved so it. awful. It's awful. It was a great game. All right, my number four is Metroid. The okay. original Metroid. Yeah. Again, I've played the Metroid games since then. I, I have the Metroid, I think it's Metroid Prime or Corruption or something like that, the one for the Wii right now. Yeah. Awesome fucking game. But the original Metroid with Mother Brain and all, just, it's, it's Samus, it's a fucking awesome game. You turn yeah. into a ball, you blow yeah. yourself up, all that type of yeah. stuff. I, I was I was freaked out at the end when it was a girl. Yeah. Spoiler <laughs> there was something too where it was like I think it was the first game that wasn't like a side scroll like you go back where you want you could explore I think it was the first game that up and you, down and side yeah. scroll and you can go back yeah right and it made an actual adventure out of it like you or it might have been something where you actually had to get pieces before you can move on to another level, section yeah. or something like that it was a so. great game I I, I, yeah. I enjoyed it yep. uh, number three for me is Contra okay I love Contra yeah I love Contra 1988 Konami yeah uh, again, with the uh, secret code to get the uh, 30 guys. That you got with every was every Konami game. I think you used the same code, which was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, select, start. B-A, uh, select, a, start. A, B, select, start. B-A, select, start. Is it B-A? Yeah. I thought it was A-B. No, it's B-A. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B-A, select, start. Okay. Well, I'll I'll double check that one. That is true. I'll double check it. You don't have to double check it. I'm, I'm telling you right now. It's true. <laughs> I'll double check it. <laughs> up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. I know you got me saying it wrong. <laughs> Up, up, up down, 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 left, right, left, right, B-A, select, start. Okay. I thought it was A-B. No. Number three. All right. Number three uh, for me was Mega Man. Mega Man, yeah. Great so, game, yeah. Oh, and I never said Metroid came out in 1986. Okay. Uh, but Mega Man 1987, just like and you that said. that was a Nintendo game, right? Yes, Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, Mega Man, like you said, love the character. It was phenomenal and, playing and the, the first the, one. And the different villains that he had for each different oh, yeah. stage. 
That's actually a property I would love to own is Mega Man and redesign it for a contemporary like not the video well, didn't game. They do that already. They did a cartoon, but they made it like child friendly. I would do like a total action. I'd do almost like a resolute. Oh, okay. Mega Man, yeah, like right. where it's like hardcore Mega Killing Man. People, yeah. Man. All right. <laughs> but I loved Mega Man. I loved the whole series. Now, once they start doing like the Mega Man X. Video yeah, games, yeah. those were kind of yeah. hokey. Now, they did do Mega Man Legend and Legend, Mega Man yeah. Legend 2, which were both role-playing games. Yeah. And, th- and 3D World. Those, yeah. I loved those. Okay, I'm not really... I really enjoyed those, but I loved the role-playing games. Yeah. So it was like, I love Mega Man, I love role-playing. Two together, it's like chocolate and peanut butter. Yeah, you can't go wrong. <laughs> All right. Now, I did like a lot of sports games, but I didn't put any on the top five. Yeah, I didn't either. I, I liked sports games. Like Tecmo Bowl, I remember playing that a lot. Right. And Double Dribble, Ice Hockey. These games were like the ones where, like I said, I followed all of the series afterwards, and I was... Totally entrenched in the characters right. and stuff like that. Uh, number two, actually, for me, is actually The Legend of Zelda. Okay. The gold cartridge. Yeah, oh yeah. Legend of Zelda, 1987. I am very familiar with that one. 1987 Nintendo game. Awesome. Link. That game, you just took you on a quest from the beginning. Right. You had a little wooden sword, and you had to go and get more uh, coins saved up to go buy the yeah. the different armors, the different weapons, and save up to go find save the Princess Zelda. Great game. Oh, fantastic. Great game. Uh, my number two, Final Fantasy, came out December 18th. Final Fantasy 1? Final Fantasy 1. Came out December 18th, 1987. Okay. Uh, this was after I played Dragon Warrior. I didn't get it. I obviously got past 1987. Yeah. Now, keep in mind, Nintendo came out in 85. Right. So a lot of these games are 85 to 90. Right. Those five years. Absolutely love the game. I have played every Final Fantasy game since then. Minus Final Fantasy 11 because it was an online game. I played Final Fantasy 7 only. I love Final Fantasy. For you the need to play. You need to play more of them, dude. I have time. There's, there's. Uh, it definitely requires time. Yeah, Final Fantasy there's, VII was really good, but I got stuck on this one part. Yeah, and I couldn't get off of it, and I lost interest, and I sold it. It has common threads that happen in all the games, even though the stories are completely different from each from game to game. It's yeah. not a continuation of the story. Is it the same hero all through the same no. games? No. Okay. But they use a lot of the same names. Okay. So like, there's always a Sid. Okay. Who a lot of times has the airships, and there's always airships. Airships, yeah. There's always chocobos. See, that's the part I got stuck at with the, the chocobo. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta raise a chocobo and teach yeah. it to race and all that. I got stuck on it. I couldn't do it, and I lost interest in the it game. It requires sold. a little bit of thought and intelligence. So. <laughs> wow. What are you saying? That yeah, Nothing. Okay. Whatever. Nothing. So, anyways, fuck you. Uh, Final Fantasy. <laughs> the first one, it was completely awesome because you, you really did have in the first one, you had to really think because there was like a level that you had to go into. That you couldn't wear any metal armor, and you're late into the level, yeah. So stuff can really kick your ass now, and you had to walk in with like sword, wooden swords and stuff like that. Yeah. It well, was, I mean, The Legend of Zelda had some thought process too, because you had to move sure. certain things to yeah. open up doors and go around different mazes, and oh, you yeah. can only do certain boards one way. So I, yeah, I, I, I get I, what you're saying. I, I love Legend of Zelda. Yeah, uh, number one for me is actually Super Mario Brothers. Okay, 1985 Nintendo-based game came with the Nintendo I lo- console. I liked it. Loved that game. I spent countless hours of my youth playing that game. I didn't get addicted to Mario until... That made me addicted to Mario. Until a little bit later. That game... I do enjoy that game. That game made me addicted to Mario. Yeah. I had to have Mario 2, Mario 3. Mario 3 would have been on my list. Yeah. As top five games, but it came out in 1990. Right. Mario 3, Mario Kart, Mario World, Mario everything. Yeah. Mario... I was eating Mario cereal, for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, my God. Yeah, it was the Mario and Legend of Zelda. Legend of Zelda, Zelda two-packs, yeah. yeah. 
which we're going to do a review on that soon, a yeah. top five of the, or top ten breakfast cereals. Yeah. So look forward to that in a future episode. That was on the forms of the idea. Is that going to be in your top ten? That particular cereal? It might, it might make an appearance. <laughs> wow. It might make an appearance. All right. My number one. A little sneak peek into that. Um, to prove to you that I am a, I appreciate your number three or whatever it Two. was. Zelda. Zelda. Yeah. Um, my number one is Legend of Zelda. Yeah. Uh, I adore Legend of Zelda. It was a fantastic game. It is a great game, yeah. Uh, the thing I loved about it that it did, and I think, again, it was the first time a game ever did this, once you beat it, the, you could go back and play it, play it again, again yeah. and the level had changed. Yeah. So they completely changed the level. So, yeah, games before, you could go back and play them again, but it was the exact same, same thing. thing yeah. This time, the puzzles changed, locations and everything else. So that was fucking awesome. Yeah. Now... I didn't care for Link, uh, the Adventures of Link, the number two, the two one. one. Yeah, I didn't really. Like I that didn't like either. that. It was a kind of a side scroller. It was kind of crappy. They finally went, and then they did a Link to the Past. Yeah, which uh, Legend of Zelda, which was Super Nintendo. Now that, the Super Nintendo, that's the one I like too. That is awesome. I love that one because it um, reminded me a lot of the first one. Right. I, I bought a Super Nintendo for that game. Oh, so did I. I bought the pack that came with that game. Okay, I didn't do that. The but bundle I did buy package it for that. I game. was debating on whether or not to buy that, and it came with that game. Yeah. And I'm like. Fuck it, I gotta have it. I I got a Wii, so I could play Twilight Princess. Yeah. Because in the with the Wii, I've got a Wii too. That's the only thing I've got. I've got a Wii. Have you played Twilight Princess? No. You get to swing the controller as your sword. As your sword. Yeah, I've seen a lot of Star Wars Fucking games. Fucking awesome. A lot of Star Wars games. <laughs> yeah. You can do that in too. Yeah. Um, but I don't have an Xbox 360 or PlayStation 3. I, um, I did have a PlayStation did you, 2. Did you ever play the N64 games of uh, Zelda? No, I never had an N64. Um, that, I, had a, those, I had a Sega Genesis. Yeah, those were pretty awesome too. But the Super Nintendo and the Sega Genesis were that, and then I jumped onto the PS PlayStation. Right. I had a PlayStation One, PlayStation Two, and then I didn't get anything for a long time. And then I, I jumped on a Wii. I for Mario. It goes back. I, to I'm Mario. glad. I'm glad it's the video game you jumped on. Yeah, not, I jumped up on it, somebody's yeah. Wii. I crushed it. <laughs> I didn't want you to jump on somebody's Wii. <laughs> I crushed their Wii. <laughs> the Zelda games, I can't say enough. The puzzles were amazing. Yeah, the, it started the, a whole franchise yeah. again. I've been addicted to the Zelda games ever yeah, since. Even the Mario, the Mario Party, Mario Bash Brothers. I, I love it. Yeah, I've great. played the I've played the uh, Nintendo DS ones, the Game Boy uh, Legend of Zelda games. Yeah, I again, it's just phenomenal. And like you said, the gold cartridge, the gold cartridge that yeah. was just like icing like, on the cake. Yeah, every other cartridge was gray and blah, but right. the Legend of Zelda had a gold cartridge, which yeah. was great marketing. Fucking Whoever came awesome. up with that was awesome. Yeah. And I have the Legend of Zelda cartoon. On, oh, really? On DVD. I know Mario Brothers had their own cartoon. They had their own movie, too, yeah. which was pretty bad. Maybe we should watch that and review that. That was friggin' horrible. That was an awful movie. Hello. Hey, how's it going? Good. How are you guys? I can't complain. Doing good. Cool. It was funny because Chuck asked me... Uh, He's like, so are we supposed to go professional with this, or are we supposed to, are we mixing it up a little bit? I was like, I was like, obviously you haven't listened to his podcast. <laughs> I'm like, if you want, to we have professional, we have quote unquote professional interviews. If you want to call, <laughs> so uh, if you want the 60 minute version, we can do that, or we can get all cheeky with it. <laughs> um, no, yeah, I've got I've got time, and um, I'd probably prefer it be more laid back. So yeah, whatever you. Got. But whatever you guys want to do is fine. No, I mean, we have questions, but you go as weird as you want to. Yeah. <laughs> okay. um, thank, thank you very much for doing this, though. Yeah, it was very cool. Oh, 
Oh, sure, no problem. Yeah, like I said, I've been listening to you guys. I think it's great that I think it's you, great you, know, you cover <laughs> you cover everything. So yeah, it's cool. Well, we are we are child we are children of the '80s, so uh, we just figure we do what we know, and it's just right up our alley. Yeah. So. Hey, so how old are you guys? Because I'm 30. I just turned 31 this year. So it's like I was all right in that 80s, you know. Uh, I was born in 75, so I'm, I'm 35. Yeah, I'm, th- I'm 35 also. All right. So, yeah, right around that same time. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we just actually reviewed G.I. Joe number 25 of your stuff. Oh, really? Did that podcast come out yet? Yeah, we talked we talked about it uh, just like literally a few minutes ago. We actually had a listener that called in and left a voicemail. Uh, kind of calling you out. Oh, about what? <laughs> are we recording? Because we should. This should be on the. Air. Yes, we are recording now. So. Oh, okay, great. <laughs> well, so drop all the swear words. Right. <laughs> um, well, yeah, we are we are recording. All right. So yeah. So what was like being called out? But in the first couple of panels, we see rock and roll, and he has a machine gun on his back. And then a couple other panels, he doesn't have it, and then he has it again. <laughs> Which is just awesome. I didn't notice it when I read it. Yeah, that's, that's uh, totally me. Yeah, no, it's um, this. I could make all the excuses I wanted, but basically, it just uh, it was just my fault. <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to um, character consistency, uh, it's it's something you, you know you do your best to keep an eye on, and typically that's why you've got editors there to you know to kind of back you up and make sure you don't make those kind of mistakes. Yeah. But uh, on GI Joe, especially, um, everybody is so unique, and everybody has their own get up and. And for the most part, I try and keep it all straight, but then there are just times where I'm trying to, I have to get through pages, you know, as fast as I can. And oh, yeah. Yeah. That was one where it just kind of slipped. <laughs> I, I, don't know how, I don't know how you get these through these things fast because the detail you put into the yeah, characters. Yeah, they're, they're very good. I appreciate it. Yeah, it's, um, it's, it's, it's not that it isn't time consuming. I just don't sleep. So it, <laughs> well, there you go. Yeah. It gets it gets done on time for the most part. So yeah. Um, yeah. well, from what I heard from your show, that uh, what was it? In now, granted, it was before December that you actually worked on the stuff, but you had what like three books that you were doing at the same time. Uh yeah. So, since August, especially, it's been uh, ridiculous. Like I've been working on the DC online video game that'll be coming out in January, and at the same time, I was drawing X Men Forever issue number what? Third, I don't even remember now. Thirteen, I think, and then. Um, and I was working on G.I. Joe at the same time. Right. So then that got me up through the New York Comic Con in October. And since the New York Comic Con, which was like mid-October, I've done three issues of G.I. Joe. So I had to get all that done. And on top of that, right now, I'm also drawing Heroes for Hire over at Marvel. Oh, wow. So it just kind of <laughs> just got me real busy. Yeah, you, you sound busy. All right, so what we had for Battle Files was, it was suggested uh, from a long time ago. Uh, so we're trying to get through some of the old top five lists that people had suggested. Yeah, as a top five sidekicks. Right. So, all right, so uh, do you want to go ahead with your number five? Yeah, before I do number five, I had a couple of honorable mentions I wanted to put on the list, but I didn't. I bumped for some reason or another. Okay. Uh, Bucky. Okay. I, I bumped Bucky, uh, Captain America's wow. sidekick. I bumped him. And uh, one of my favorites uh, I like and my kids like is uh, Patrick Starr. Okay. It's the psychic of SpongeBob SquarePants. Oh, Christ. So Patrick <laughs> Starr is the psychic of SpongeBob SquarePants. I really tried to work him on the list, but there were so many others. And SpongeBob's been going on for a long time. So I, I, mean, I, would, I would have totally bitch slapped you. I honorable. <laughs> uh, but number five for me is going to be Orko. 
the sidekick Christ. of Adam and He-Man. What a lame fucking sidekick. Shut up. He's awful. Do you have Snarf on your list, too? I do not. Because <laughs> that's the only thing worse. <laughs> go ahead, go. Or, you want to say anything else about Orko? I love him. Go. <laughs> okay. Magician, court magician, fool. Uh, on his planet of Trala, he was the most powerful wizard. Happy for him. I'm just saying. <laughs> Fucking sucks. <laughs> Shut up. Go. Um, you know you loved him. No, I didn't. I yeah. had the figure. There you go. That's love. No, it's not. It's, it was bought for me. <laughs> um, my number five was Bucky. Nah, um, I bumped Bucky to put Orko on. That was a fucking mistake, big time. <laughs> so, uh, Bucky, uh, James Buchanan Barnes was his actual name. First appeared in Captain America Comics number one of March 1941. He was also known as the Winter Soldier at one point, and he's been the newest Captain America. Yeah, um, Often masterpiece <clears throat> behind the ammo dump. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, there was also... Uh, that's a little joke for those that listen to CGS. Um, there's been multiple Buckies, though. There was also uh, Jack Monroe was Bucky for a little while, and he eventually became known as Nomad. Exactly. Um, and then there was also Rebecca Ricky Barnes, uh, which was when Captain America started as Volume 2. It was the Reborn okay. stuff. Uh, they did uh, Hero, it was Heroes Reborn stuff. She was the uh, Captain America. She has come over to... Um, our universe since then, mm-hmm. and then there are a couple other Buckies that were out there. Fred Davis was a Bucky. I, I don't, I'm not that familiar with that character. Rick Jones was a Bucky at one time, which you should be familiar with. Rick Jones in the Marvel universe, he was the guy that uh, Bruce Banner saved on the uh, test site that caused him, oh, him to, to be the gamma rays. Yeah, be yeah, the Hulk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Rick Jones has been an ongoing character in the Marvel universe ever since then. He had ties with uh, Captain Marvel and everything else. And then there was a Lamar Hoskins that was a Bucky at one time. Uh, but the main Bucky that I like is uh, James Buchanan, the Winter Soldier. Yeah. So, so that was my my Bucky. Uh, number four for me ties into the '80s properties, which is uh, Luigi, oh, sidekick of Mario. Oh Christ, dude! Mario and Luigi. I mean, you think of uh, the Super Mario. Brothers. But I don't consider him a sidekick. You don't? No. Is he? He's not. It's he's the, not a list. It's the Super Mario Brothers. Yeah, but it's Mario and Luigi. Mario. So you can't. It's not called Super Mario Brother. It's called Super Mario Brothers. He's not a main guy. He's a sidekick. He's he's the main guy. He's a sidekick. He's up there with Mario. He's a sidekick. No, he's not. I see him as a sidekick. He's not. He's like the thinner, taller version of Mario, where he's green instead of red. Right. He's in all the Mario games with Mario. Right, because it's called Super Mario Brothers. But he's a sidekick. Let's face it. Because they're the Mario Brothers. It's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. It's Mario That's their names. and Luigi. That's their names. Yeah. But this is Super Mario Brothers. It's he's they're, a sidekick. they're a duo. He's a sidekick. They're a duo. You wanna take a poll? I don't want your poll. <laughs> You're gonna get it. Um number four. <clears throat> number four. Uh Speedy. Oh, okay. Roy Harper. Yeah. Who's also been known as Arsenal and Red and Rare. Uh, Red Arrow. Red Arrow. He first appeared in More Fun Comics, uh, number 73, November 1941, so he's been around for a long time. Yeah, yeah. Uh, He appeared as Arsenal in uh, New Titans, number 99. He was addicted to smack. Yes, he was. And then he appeared as Red Arrow in Justice League America, volume 2, number 7. Didn't he, like, lose his arm? Yes. He lost his arm. He has a mechanical arm right now. He's been appearing in Titans comics right now. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, there's also been a replacement Speedy since he's girl. left, which is Mia Dearden. Yeah. She at first appeared in Green Arrow Volume 3, Number 2 in 2001. She's got the AIDS. And she appeared as Speedy 
in Green Arrow Volume 3, number 44. So it was a watch. Like, she appeared really early on, but it took, like, 42 issues before she actually took on the name of Speedy. Yes, she has AIDS. HIV positive. She was. Yes, she's HIV positive. She was a hooker. She was a hooker at one time. I love it. So. (laughs) She's one of my favorite characters. Ever. (laughs) Ever. So. uh, She's a hooker with an AIDS. And I like both versions, actually. I like Roy Harper, but I like Mira Dearden as well. Yeah. Yeah, so it's a good. So I like Speedy. Yeah. Um, I went off radar with number three, just totally off. Because you haven't gone off radar so far. Never before. (laughs) I, I went Dr. Watson from Sherlock Holmes. Oh, Christ. Just that's a sidekick. I man. agree, I agree, but Jesus I'm Christ, popular sidekick. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if that's what they were going for, but okay. <laughs> How can you not get a side? That's Sherlock fine. Holmes and Watson. Sure, that's fine. You I, I agree. He's a sidekick. Okay, yeah. I think you're. I think Sir, you've pretty much Sir been off Conan the radar Doyle. this whole time. So Sir Conan Doyle. Yeah, Arthur Conan Doyle. Let's go sidekick. I don't. I don't, I don't think. I don't think you've been on the radar for any of your picks so far. Baker Street. <laughs> Let's go. Your Sir. honorable mention of Bucky's the only one that has been on the radar. <laughs> Orco. That's kind of. He's not on the radar. All right, go ahead. When I think psychics, I don't think of Orco. I do. Go ahead. I know you do. Evidently, number three for you. Number three uh, for me was Aqualad. Are you doing DC noise no, today? I'm, what no, are you doing? Pretty much. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah, pretty much most of mine are DC, yeah. Yeah. Except for number five. You've got nothing. Go. But mine are on the radar, at least. Go ahead. Um, so I, Aqualad. Aqualad was Garth. He, just Garth. Garth Wayne. <laughs> he goes like Madonna. It's Garth. It's Garth. He appeared in Adventure Comics number 269, February of 1960. So he's been around for a while. I think Wayne Campbell is always in Garth. <clears throat> He Algar. He eventually became known as Tempest. Okay. Uh, in Tempest number two, December of nineteen ninety six. So you have to explain all your characters. No one knows who these. people I'm giving are. them a history because people know Luigi. Right. People know Doctor Watson. Well, where did he, where did Luigi first appear? Uh, in Super Mario Brothers. No, in Mario Brothers. Right. The video game. Yeah. So, I'm giving a little bit of history. Go ahead. I did some homework for. Then there was Super Mario Brothers. Then and Mario then Brothers two. Then the new Aqualad is known as Jackson Hyde. Because these are these are characters. They have real names. They take the same role as the same. There, there's an Aqualad character, right? Okay, I like both. All right. I like this. And the new Aqualad appeared in Brightest Day number four mm-hmm. in June of 2010. And he's on the uh, Young Justice cartoon. Yes, and he's very cool on both. So he's prevalent. Today. Yeah. So okay. Um, but I do like Tempest a little bit more. I am pissed that they killed him. Yeah. For Blackest Night, but uh, I don't know if they'll ever bring him back. Maybe. But, but we'll see. So, uh, your number it two. is DC uh, Chewbacca. Okay. <laughs> Great sidekick of Han Solo. Again, I just don't view him as a sidekick. I do. I view him as, as Han Solo's partner. Not partner, partner, but... <laughs> Not life partner? <laughs> Not life... Well, he kind of is because it's a life debt that he owes to him. Yeah. But I, I, I just He's view... He's a sidekick. I just view them as partners. Because Chewie's the it's one... It's the same way that R2-D2 is a sidekick <clears throat> of C-3PO. No, he's not. He's a little... No, sidekick. he's not. Yes, he is. If anything, C-3PO is R2-D2's sidekick. Don't get sidekick. me started on this again, but you know you're wrong. <laughs> no, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. No, you're wrong. You're going by height. <laughs> yes! You're like, you're like R2-D2's shorter, so he's the sidekick. He's the sidekick. It's no. Common knowledge. <laughs> no. Well, Chewbacca's taller, but he's a sidekick. I don't consider him a sidekick. I do. Chewbacca's the pilot. I don't consider him a main character. Sure, yeah, he is. No, he ain't. Yeah, he is. No, there's there's lists of main characters in Star right. Wars. And Chewbacca's a B-list character. Oh, no, he's not. Yes, he is. He's, he's not a main character. He's the main core. If you're, what are you... You go Luke, Han, Leia. That's the main character. No. Stop. Darth Vader. R2-D2, and Chewbacca. Those That's six. B-list. Those six. You gotta put Obi-Wan Kenobi on the B-list. Okay, I'll, no, I'll put Obi-Wan Kenobi in the main character. No, no, no. You, you said it. Han, <clears throat> Luke, Leia, Darth Vader. A. No. No. A. No. A. Chewbacca. 
Oh, B. dude, so many people B. are going to be so pissed at you right now. Why do the B characters are che- bad? Chewbacca is is an A-list character. Yeah. Everybody knows who Chewbacca is. Right, but he's B. No. B-list characters... A1, A, B, A1 and A2. B-list characters are characters that are known by name, but... Maybe I'm using the really wrong words. Them. Maybe I'm using the wrong words or wrong term to define these characters. But when you think of the top... Chewbacca's the top, in there. Top four. Chewbacca's in there. The top four? In Star Wars. Give me the top four. Because I just said them. <laughs> Luke, Leia, Han Solo, and Darth Vader. The top and, four. And everybody... He's if, not going to track if you, that. If you went on the street and said, name me a bunch of Star Wars characters, I guarantee you people are going to sure. If you go, uh, name me some uh, He-Man characters, somebody's going to say Orko. It's not going to be the top guy. No one's going to name Orko. <laughs> he's one of the most popular characters. I'm telling you, I can go on the street right now and pick someone and say... Name me Star Wars character. I guarantee you Chewbacca's going to come up. He won't be the first one. Well, no. It might That's be for some saying. people. It might be for some people. Well, we're not going to interview homeless guys. <laughs> but <laughs> I'm going to tell you right fantasies. now, I picked that same person randomly off the street. They probably don't know who the fuck Orko is. They, I bet they do. No, they don't. They're not going to mention... If I say, name Master of the Universe characters first, they're going to say, what's Master of the Universe? Well, you guys are going to Then they're going to say Orko. He-Man or... No, they're going to say He-Man... You don't say Orko yourself! They're going to say He-Man and Skeletor. Chewbacca, B-list. Chewbacca is not B-list. He's not... He's the pilot. He's the mechanic. He... He will rip your arms off, dude. He's the sidekick to Han He's not the sidekick. Yes, he is. He's not a sidekick? Number two for you. Number two for me is Batgirl. A sidekick? Yes. How is she a sidekick to who? She ran with Batman. She was a sidekick to Batman for a long time. When the sidekick to when Batman. Robin when Robin left when Robin left, yeah. Batgirl t- stepped in as his sidekick. I don't see that at all. It's, right now, she's a main character. It's a fact. She, she. I'm not saying it's not a fact, <laughs> but right now in today's age okay. and today's present, so, she has her own book. So is Red Robin right now. She has her so, own book. Right. So I'm not Red saying, Robin. but she's not an Robin student. had his own book too. Right, but that didn't work. So out shut the fuck up. You don't know what the hell you're talking about. Out for him you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it did. It lasted for 180 some issues. Where's he at now? He's now Red Robin. Where's he at now? He's Red Robin. He's got his own book. Right. So what's your argument? Well, the original Robin Grayson, didn't he become Nightwing? He became Batman. There it is. <laughs> Promotion. Right. Where's Nightwing at now? Nightwing's Batman right now. Where's Nightwing? Nightwing is Batman. Where's Nightwing? He stopped being. There you go. He stopped being. We don't have any, do we? No, we don't. Go ahead. Because he went on to be. I don't have Nightwing on my list. Good, you shouldn't. Because he he wasn't a sidekick. Doesn't exist anymore. He wasn't a sidekick. Retired. Nightwing was never a sidekick. The Nightwing character is retired. For now. That's all I'm saying. But what I'm saying is Nightwing was never a sidekick. I don't view Batgirl as a sidekick, I guess. But I guess she She was. I guess, yeah. She was. In the history of it all. That's what I'm saying. All right. At times she was. My number one is Robin. Well, Well, can I say. What my Go ahead. Who the Barbara Gordon? Barbara Gordon, Stephanie Cassandra Brown. Cain, and Stephanie I don't Brown. View Cassandra Cain as Batgirl. You never read her. I don't. She like was it. awesome, dude. Yeah. She was a ninja lesbian. She she's not a lesbian. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about? Yeah. She's not a lesbian. Who's the one that's a lesbian now? The Batwoman. That's Batwoman. Oh, never mind. Go ahead. That's Kathy Kane. Yeah, I don't like that. Why? I don't like the book. You don't like lesbians? No, I love lesbians. <laughs> they got a lot in common. But <laughs> no, I just don't like the. the no, Cassandra Kane. You've never read. I don't she think so, no. she came from the League of Assassins. She was raised a little girl to rip people's throats out and stuff. You would have liked her. I probably would have liked her. <laughs> she, I'm, I'm digging. I dig the Barbara Gordon one. Right. Uh, so Stephanie Oracle. Right. I'm digging the Stephanie, Stephanie Brown. Brown. Very cool. So I would probably like the other one. Okay. Right. Stands a reason. Okay, and then last one. 
top one was mine Robin. was the same Robin, right? Yeah. How do you not? Dick how, Grayson. How can you not put Robin as like one? the most popular sidekick? Now I will tell you. And they made him wear a hair. My choice as far as Robin, as far as what who I consider Amy? me, no, who I consider the best Robin, Tim Grayson. Drake. Really? Yes, he wow. was a far better Robin. Wow. I like Dick Grayson better as a character. I would say Dick Grayson because he's the original. He's the original. Yeah. But I think a better Robin was Tim Drake. Wow. What do you base that on? The, I based on Costume? the fact. I based on the fact that he, he had 180 some 180 some issues of a book about just him. But who was Robin longer? <clears throat> Grayson. No, Tim Drake. No, because he was. He Robin became Nightwing. In the, like the fucking 30s okay. and 40s and shit. Okay, but it, yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. 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 Still, Tim Drake was. I like the little Damien bitch Tim. Robin too. Yeah, I do too. Snot nose. Well, I was just gonna say there. There's been actually several Robins. Oh yeah, there's been. There was that, yeah. there was Dick Grayson. Yeah. Then there was Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Yeah. Then there was Tim Drake. Yeah. And then for a brief period of time, there was actually Stephanie like, Brown. Yeah, yeah. Uh, very brief time, and then there was Damien Al Ghul, yeah. which is the current one. Um, I like, uh, and, he's, and he's known as Damien Wayne, Wayne now, yeah. but he was Damien Al Ghul at first when he first appeared as a baby. Yeah, because so. that's his mom. Right. Well. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I actually think that Tim Drake was the better Robin. Dick Grayson I like is better as a character, overall character, because he went from Robin to Nightwing and now he's Batman. Right. So I like him as a character better than Tim Drake. I like, if we're just going strictly but I don't like, like. I don't like Pixie Boots I always and see my short Robin. Shorts. I always see my Robin and, and how I vision my Robin. Like, I vision my Jesus. No. <laughs> <laughs> I, I vision him as, as, as uh, Grayson. See, I don't. But if we're just going to what we like, I like Jason Todd. No, I don't. I like the fucked up one. <laughs> I know you do. You like, uh, yeah, like the fucked I'm, up I everything. I kill everybody. Right. Fuck this. Why are you not holding? Why are you holding back? They need to. F- After seeing the Red Hood. They need to fix the Red and, Hood. Yeah. Did oh, you yeah. see what they did to him? No. They what? have him with the cone head. The cone, yeah. That's, that's and, fucked up. And the cape. And the... Yeah, the, the jagged yeah, symbol on his yeah, chest. They need to go back to the biker helmet, right. the leather jacket, the jeans, and the white t-shirt with the twin guns. Yeah, that's the red. That's hood. Jason Todd. That's Jason Todd Red Hood. Yeah, that's. You need to go I, back to that. I need a figure of that. Yeah, oh, I most do. wanted figure. That's it. Yeah, that. Me too. I need that figure. I need it made. Yeah, they haven't. Made After it reading yet. a little bit about what happened to that dude, and yeah, the whole cartoon, yeah. Batman Under awesome. the Red Hood. That's that's my favorite. Yeah, but. Tim Drake is fucked. Tim Drake for me is my favorite Robin. I love him now as Red Robin, yeah. but my traditional Robin, like when I think of Robin now, they've almost pushed him to the side. No, he's got his own book right now. Well, I mean, in the- because he's making his. Here's the thing: he's making his own identity, just like Nightwing. Did. Right, exactly. So, so in the, he's in becoming the Batman, his own hero in in the Batman books. So I'm saying. They've kind of... He's been showing up lately. Yeah, but they've kind of sided him. They've been actually looking at him as more of like a peer that you bring in now. Exactly. Like they did with Nightwing. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which I like. Because now uh, you have Bruce as the Batman. Right. Kind of now. And then you have the, the, the Dick, who's... The, the Dick. Dick Grayson, who's... <laughs> yeah, the, the Dick. And then you have him and Damien, who are Batman and Robin. Yeah. And Bruce is Bruce Batman. Right. And those guys are more... Together, I guess, working so, and then they bring Red Robin in. I need, I need them to go back to. I know Bruce is Batman. Dick is Dick is Nightwing. Even if you have Damien be kid, you be Robin. I'm fine with that. Father son. I'm fine with that. I'm fine with that. Right. I like the fact that that Dick is the only one that can handle Damien, though. Yeah, that's kind of funny. If what if they took Bruce? I know they would never do this, but 
well, I didn't think they'd kill him either, but fuck, what do I know? Right. <laughs> if they took him away from being Batman, he goes, yeah, I'm not going to do Batman anymore. I'll be retired. I'd be okay with that. Maybe make him Nightwing. What do you think no, about that? No, 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 no. Like, he takes on a second. No, fuck that. Take his persona for, no. like, a half a series or a short mini series. No, because I, I want this Nightwing. I want the one with the black suit with the blue and the, the blue V and everything half, else. Half a dime chucks with no, no yeah, chain. I, I don't... I don't need. Um, I know. I'm just saying. What is? I don't need Bruce wearing. I know. I know you. Want that, <laughs> I know you want that character to come back. Sure. It's one of your favorite characters. But I would be okay if if Dick was Batman and mm-hmm. Bruce took on the mentor role like he does for Batman like Beyond. Batman Beyond, where he's the older guy. He can't I, do anymore. Yeah. That would be fine. Yeah, I'd like that. Then you kind of just put there'd be a lot of people who lose their mind. Fuck yeah, they would. But I'd be okay with that. I'd be fine with that. Who would you want to see as the Nightwing though? I don't need someone as Nightwing then. Never? They're not just going to bring it back? Just That's it? Yeah, I'm Done fine with that. Wow. That was Dick Grayson's character. That was wow. who he was. Wow. Now he's Batman. What if they promoted uh, Red Robin to Nightwing? No, I like him as Red Robin. Do you? Yeah. You view it as a demotion or a promotion? Neither. I feel like... I feel like... I feel like... What if Damien grew up and became Nightwing? Okay, I can deal with that. Really? Yeah. Okay. Because then he's taking on that identity of the guy that was mentoring him. So that would be cool. That's good. Maybe they should do but that. But Red Robin, and I feel be, like... Who would, be, who would be Robin then? I don't know. We'll find a new one. Ooh. They're always finding a new one. That's true. Um, I mean, they're street urgent. <laughs> but short round. I've, yeah, there you go. <laughs> you call him Batman, lady. Yeah. <laughs> you call him Dr. Batman. Dr. Batman. Dr. Wayne. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Hang on, lady. We're going for a ride. <laughs> um, that's the show, folks. <laughs> but no, I would like... I would like Red Robin to stay Red Robin because that's like his identity now. Now, now, just to close, just to close things off, what we usually do with the people we interview, we do uh, what we call the firing range section, which is just some quick questions. You can just give the qu- uh, quick answer, or you can elaborate if you wish to. Uh, okay. But these are classic debates or debates that we've had on the show. All right, I'll probably want to elaborate, but let's go. Okay, so first it's cake or pie, and we're talking the dessert, so. Yeah, uh, I'm going to say pie. You are correct, sir. <laughs> Just because there's so many more options. I mean, I do love cake, but pie can be like, it can be like a meat pie, you know, right. like pie is so versatile. savory or sweet. Yes, okay. right, exactly. That's okay. the correct answer. And and I dated a girl who um, made me a strawberry rhubarb pie. That is one of the greatest things that I have I've never eaten such a thing before. It blew my mind, and I've never had a cake do that for me. Nice. Uh, when it comes to muffins, uh, blueberry or chocolate chip? Blueberry all the way. Thank okay. you. Yes. Chocolate, chocolate chip is just too rich, man. I mean, okay. I, I agree with you. Know, you're, you're, all, you're already skirting very close to cupcake territory Thank you. with your <laughs> Thank you. You know, non-brand muffin. And when you make a chocolate chip, who are you even fooling anymore? Now you it's know? cake. Yeah. Right, exactly. I, I think that's why I like the chocolate chip. But, um, <laughs> Just get a cupcake and stop pretending. Now, yeah. now these are these are probably more in line with stuff you're way more familiar with. Uh, Duke or Flint? I I love Flint. Yes, I, I think Duke. I think Duke has his uses because, and obviously, I've written Duke way more than I've written Flint. Sure. Um, but like in terms of a character that I would like to hang out with, <laughs> it'd, be, it'd be Flint. <laughs> Okay. I okay. think Duke is such a dick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Lady J or Scarlet? Oh, I'm Scarlet all the way. Thank okay. you. Yes. <laughs> uh, Autobot or Decepticon? Oh, Decepticon. Yes. Okay. 
I'm loving this guy. <laughs> this one, I think I already know the answer considering the book you write, but Joe or Cobra? Cobra. Yes. Okay. Way cooler. Yes. Uh, so far, you've only missed one. <laughs> Which one did I miss? You're Duke or Flynn. I like Duke. <laughs> yeah. You're, Come on. You're siding with Duke. You're just sticking them up. Yeah. yeah. You're siding with Chuck on a lot of these. <laughs> um, Jedi or Sith? Uh, Jedi. Okay. Um, and actually, because they made Sith such pussies in the prequels, yep. you know, they they did, such, they did. such baby. Yeah. I like the dark side. <laughs> related related to Star Wars, uh, well, the big debate: Star Wars or Star Trek? I'm I'm Star Wars all the way. Uh, I never keep, really keep going with Star the podcast. Then. <laughs> yeah, we're not big fans of Star Trek at all. Not so. at all. Um, and speak uh, still tied into Star Wars. Uh, Chewbacca is he a sidekick or is he not a sidekick? How could Chewbacca not be a sidekick? Thank He's you. Clearly a sidekick. He's the co-pilot. What does that Thank even you. mean? He is the ultimate sidekick. <laughs> Wait, who who's saying he's not a sidekick? Ryan is. I, I say he's not a sidekick. I say he's his partner. Well, but that's this. You can be both, though. I don't understand. I mean, you could be a sidekick. He's, and he's a not a lead character. I, I, he's I a sidekick. View, I view Han and Chewie as equals no, with each not. other. That's ridiculous, man. Thank Look, you. thank you. Maybe they're equals within, My like, the Millennium Falcon. Ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, maybe their business arrangement is that they're equals, but in terms of the movie, Han is the much more important character. Yeah. Are you kidding me? <laughs> that's why That's why Chewbacca doesn't marry Princess Leia at the end. I, I, come on. <laughs> he should have, though. <laughs> That'd have been funny. <laughs> All right, well, here's one debate that I know Chuck will always lose, and if, if you side maybe, with, I don't know. If you side with him, I, I, I might have to tra- travel up to visit you or something. He might jump out a window. <laughs> um, R2-D2 or C-3PO? That's a really tough one. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to say C-3PO. Yes! Wow. You are my favorite person in the world. <laughs> and, and I'll tell you why. Because R2, they just try too hard to make him cute. Thank you. Especially in the prequels, where then it becomes just ludicrous. You know, then then suddenly R two can fly, yeah. and he can like defeat battle droids. Yeah. But, whereas C three PO, like he's R two is a total dick to C three PO. By the yeah, way, yeah, that's what I like about him. And it's, well, it's totally uncool. It's, yeah. it's and C three PO is a prissy little bitch. So was... no, C three PO only ever says who he is and is who he is. Right? I mean, he's like, look, I'm a protocol droid. This is what I do. They're constantly dragging him into adventures and stuff, and then everybody gets mad at him <laughs> that he's just a protocol droid. Like, that's not fair. He's just He was built to do this. And my favorite line in probably all the movies comes from C-3PO, where uh, in Empire, after Chewie finds him and puts him sort of back together and uh, and re- you know, reconnects him, and uh, he sort of goes through the last ten seconds of uh, what happened to him. And he says, oh, no, I've been shot. That's great. Yeah. That's great. That's a good, I love that. It's a good look. Well, I will give you this. I, I can't imagine the movies without both of them. Um, well, sure. Yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, you need, that's a given. Yeah, you, you need both, but I would, I would, as far as yeah, superior. I would say my, my favorite line in all of Star Wars is the, I don't know why, but it cracks me up every time I hear it. Beep, 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 boop, boop. No, is the, it's, <laughs> it, no, it's, Han, it's Han Solo saying, uh, responding to uh, them breaking Princess Leia out, and he's like, what's going on up there? And he's like, uh, we're fine. We're all fine here now. How are you? Yeah, no, no problem. How are you? And then last but not least in the firing range, since IDW is just starting their Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle run, uh, we're yeah. going to start covering that on our show also because we cover all the 80s properties. Um, who's your favorite turtle? Donatello. Wow. Really? The weakest one? <laughs> you mean, no. <laughs> no. The weakest. No, the strongest because he has the strongest brain. Nice. Well, I mean, it depends on what, what we're 
going on? Are we going on the cartoon? Are we going on like the original Eastman and Laird? Uh, however you want to, however you want to interpret yeah. it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to go by the cartoon because I, I read those original Eastman and Laird books in the in remember the giant uh, colored volumes yes. that they yeah. made, that yeah. they put yes. out. And I got to tell you, dude. I mean, maybe it gets better eventually, but <laughs> they're rough. They don't have characters. They, I mean, you can't tell one apart. No, you first really of all. can't. Yeah, no. not unless by the weapon. <laughs> Yeah, just by, I mean, they don't even have different color masks, which they're all red, you know. Yeah. yeah, so it's they don't have different characters, but then you know the cartoon comes around and they all have at least rudimentary characteristics. And Donatello was always the most interesting to me because he's you know he's the professor of their little Gilligan gang and he's building shit. It's cool. Yeah, I always Very was nice. partial to Raphael. And Al- yeah, Raphael is just like a wise ass. And then in the movie they make him like a sullen bitch, <laughs> and, he, and he like. Runs away. I don't know. I yeah, never. I always liked that. the the wisecracker yeah. in the cartoon. I've always liked Leonardo just because I I've always liked the leader character, so I've always gravitated towards them. So you're a follower. I get it. Exactly. No, <laughs> no, no. Much no. like sheep. No, yes. No, no, no. no. I'm, I'm the leader. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> Gravitate towards the leader because you're a leader. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Chuck's the sidekick. Trust no, me on that one. No, no. <laughs> Not at all. Picking up fire again. Testing, testing. One, two, one, two. Welcome. She we needed okay, the money. It's, okay, it's picking right, up. Okay. All right. <laughs> we were just talking too quiet. I'm going to check on Val. No. All right, go. <laughs> screw him. <laughs> he ain't ready when we're ready. When we're ready for him, screw him. Yeah, because we got to get these issues and stuff like that in. I'm hope. What I'm hoping to do is we'll record everything. Um, we'll get through all issues, everything, and then we can do some type of like transition thing to the interview, and then we can also record our closing before we bring him. Why don't we introduce this one as episode 35 and we'll put the Val thing out first because PowerCon will be out first, and that'll be like a we'll I'll get it all out week. this weekend. I thought we were going to break up the interviews into different segments. That uh, we were. This is going to be a shorter interview. Had the stats. We're, we're sure. longer. I don't know how much time well, I'm only bringing them on at seven, and I'm told to be off by eight. So, well, you can go downstairs. <laughs> Me and Val. I know he's your boy, but you, you can. You guys can exchange numbers. <laughs> I gotta get my man. And you could text each other. Get my bromance. On. You, could, you could text each other, and you can. Yeah, it cracked me up that you're sending me all those uh, links. I'm like, he never worked this hard for any of the other interviews. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> I'm like, he's so, like, I felt like I had to know all the shit in the links. <laughs> like, make sure you know this because it's good to read. We don't fuck around with this guy. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, I think he's going to be the biggest guy we've talked to. Oh hell no! Are you serious? Who? <laughs> <laughs> no, really? Who? Nobody. Costs us bigger than him. No. Atkins own, is bigger than him. No, he had his own playing company, his own comic company, MV Creations. Whoop do you do? And where's it at now? Well, <laughs> on the way to Dota. Was out. Atkins drew for Spider Man, and he, he, own, he, and he drew for podcast. Ultimate. He has his own po- Yeah, he has his own podcast too. Atkins does. Well, I mean, yeah, but yeah, but what? <laughs> he gets more listeners. Let's just be honest. <laughs> That's because they only advertise. Well, well maybe. They might get a lot of listeners. They just don't have a lot of people. That post yes, on the forums. Own, he's in charge of the the Heman.org Valis. I know that, right? Happy for him. Yeah. I understand that. Just saying, still not that big. Still a colorist. No, that's huge. 
I think he he may even write <laughs> or have written in the past. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't think he's that big. To me. To you, but I'm just saying. And like half of America. Yeah, half of America. <laughs> there ain't that many Motu fans. <laughs> We're out there. You don't know. Do you have your questions and stuff like that too? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. No, I. He's he's a, yeah, he's a good guy and he's important. I'm not denying him that. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'm just saying. You thought we were talking the way you were acting. We were talking to Hammer. <laughs> Open him up that big. <laughs> Maybe we can get Val to cut an intro. Sure. Nice. Oh, how sweet would that be? Okay, here here's the thing. Okay, here's I guess. Here's how I, I view it as far as Val versus Atkins. You know we can't put this on the show. Anyway. No, I know. All right. <laughs> I, I totally understand that. Especially if he listens. <laughs> right. We can never um, this. But we mentioned the name Val Staples. Mm-hmm. And we mentioned the name Robert Atkins. How many of our listeners do you think know Val over Atkins? I don't know. I know. I know. Honestly, Robert does the G.I. Joe stuff, which is good. And he's doing some of the you know, Marvel yeah. stuff now. Val's doing some of the DC stuff. I understand that. And he'll get known, but people know artists over colorists. But, I mean, Val's done art before, and he's written, but he's coloring now. I still don't think people know him over actors. I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. That's a toss. I I don't think it is. I don't think it's a toss at all. you want to put it in a hole? I'm saying, like, you put these two guys at a convention, they're going to Atkins' table. So full of shit. No, I think. Are you I putting think, a power con? I think no. Atkins could go to power con. And people You're would know full of shit. And I think you would, are full. And of I shit. think they would still go to Atkins' table over Val's. <laughs> I love the guy. I love his work. I'm not denying that he's. It's going to be awesome to have him on the show. I'm saying that I think you put those two up against each other, Atkins is going to blow him away as far as people knowing who the hell he is. You're so full of shit. You are you, at JoeCon. At JoeCon, yes. You got your rose coat. I'm talking about oh, standard convention, Mid Ohio Con. Yeah. Standard, yeah. run of the mill, yeah. Detroit, Mid Ohio yeah. Con, whatever. Yeah. Chicago. Yeah. Take your rose colored glasses off. <laughs> I don't know because he's been in the business. I think longer than Robert has, so I think he might know more. Do do. Know more there, I know stuff. a lot of people have been in the business a long time. No one That's knows true. who the fuck they are. That's true. <laughs> I mean, but before the I launch has been in the business for like fifteen years. Yeah, but it's just Dave. No offense, Dave. But I don't. I'm know. not. I'm not playing any of this. He's anymore. done so much DC stuff. I'm not, the Batman, Superman stuff. He worked I, on that. I, I'm, I'm so for like somebody like Mike and Keith. Him. They might know him more than, I, no. but they might know Robert too because they've met him and hung out. I, with him. I am not denying you the fact that this is cool that we're having him on here and, yeah, that, he's just, done, and that he's done awesome stuff. What I'm saying is, <laughs> he is primarily a colorist, and people don't notice colorists. They do when they fuck up. Sure, yeah, but he doesn't fuck up. No, actually, that's maybe one of the things I want to talk to him about. Is do you fuck up? No, 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 no. <laughs> is that I've heard oftentimes, and it's not always the case, but I've heard oftentimes like. If a colorist is doing their job right, you don't notice the color. Hmm. Well, don't diminish the man's work. No, no, no. That means he's doing it well. I mean, I've heard that from colorists say that. Did you buy Robotech? No. What Robotech? It does DVDs in it? Oh, I had those. Oh, okay. I've had them for a long time. Yeah. <coughs> What's the title again? Franks and Beans? <laughs> Be careful what you wish for. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> Appropriate after the argument we just had. <laughs> we can never air those. No. The right. uncut, uncensored tapes. <laughs> Val and Robert are now allowed to listen to this. <laughs> Where's my beer? What would be an episode without a little Battle Files? Too hot to handle, too cold to hold. They call the ghost buses and the end control. Had them throwing parties for a bunch of children. Well, all the while, silent under the building. So they packed up and boom, got a grip, came equipped, grabbed the proton packs on the back, and they split. Put out a bomb, Beagle, the master of evil. Try to battle my boys, that's not Beagle. It's like a day without sunshine. Right. Some, some, somebody had asked us... It's like a Star Joe's without a Chewy call. Somebody asked us in the, on the forums to list our top five favorite Ghostbusters villains. Well, there's only about five anyway. Slimer, <laughs> Librarian Ghost, Taxi Cab Ghost. Vigo. Vigo, Gozer. Gozer, the dogs. Yeah. All right, that's it. Yeah. yeah. So, Walter Peck. He's a dick. Yes. So, instead of doing that, uh, I would. I think it goes without saying that Ghostbusters is one of the most quotable movies ever of all time. I wouldn't say it's the most quotable, yeah. but I, I don't know if I can go that far. But it's in. It's the, up. There. It's up there. It's up there. It's probably in the top ten. Gotta be. So because of that, there's so many great quotes. We decided to do a top five list of most of our favorite quotes yes. from the movie. These aren't just the quotes. It is also the setup to kind of place the scene Setting for up you. The scene, yeah. And where I can. If I can get my hands on them, I will insert the actual quotes from the movie. Holy shit. So that will be awesome. <laughs> All right. All right. So you're number five, sir. All right. Uh, number five. I'm just going to – we have Ray here and uh, Walter Peck and the mayor having a conversation. Mm-hmm. Ray goes, everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. Walter Peck chimes in, they cause an explosion, the mayor. Is that true? Peter Venkman chimes in, yes, it's true. This, this man, man has no dick. Yeah. And Walter Peck goes, sheesh. And the mayor's like, break it up, break it up, break it up. Peck's like, all right, all right, all right. And Venkman goes, well, that's what I heard. Right. <laughs> that was your number five. Number huh? five. That was my number one. Are you kidding? That's awesome. <laughs> that is my one of my favorite, or my favorite yeah. line from that. The whole, is yes, this it's true. true. This, this man, man has no dick. <laughs> hey, where's this Peck? Hey. I am Walter Peck, sir, and I'm prepared to make a full report. These men are consummate snowball artists. They use sense and nerve gases to induce hallucinations. People think they're seeing ghosts. And they call these bozos who conveniently show up to deal with the problem with the fake electronic light show. Everything was fine with our system until the power grid was shut off by Dickless here. They caused an explosion. Is this true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. Well, that's what I heard. This city hall. Um, my number five is a personal favorite. It's a very subtle quote. Many people don't notice it in the movie. In they're in the library. They're heading towards where the snot 
ectoplasm is. Yeah. They haven't got books, yeah. yeah, they haven't gotten there yet. But you hear Ray go, listen, smell something? Smell something, yeah. <laughs> I was like... Hot, Ray. Symmetrical book stacking. Just like the Philadelphia Man's Turbulence of 1947. You're right. No human being would stack books like this. Listen. You smell something? Uh, I had to think for a second yeah. on that one. So that that's awesome. my number five. Number four for me is when they go to the hotel to bust Slimer. Yes. Uh, there's a man at an elevator, and Peter Venkman and Ray have a conversation. Oh, yeah. So the man at the elevator, they're pressing the button, waiting for it to come down. He goes, what are you supposed to be, some kind of cosmonaut? Venkman goes, no, we're exterminators. Someone saw a cockroach up on 12. And the man goes, that's got to be some cockroach. Venkman goes, it bite your head off, man. <laughs> and Ray gets in the elevator and goes, you're going up? He goes, no, nah, I'll take the next one. <laughs> so that's awesome. I love the bite your head off, man. Yeah. What are you supposed to be, some kind of a cosmonaut? <laughs> no, we're exterminators. Somebody saw a cockroach up on 12. That's got to be some cockroach. Bite your head off, man. Going up. I'll take the next one. Um, my number four is when they are all in the near the containment unit and they're talking about, like, the ectoplasmic activity going on, the spectral activity that's going on. Yeah. And then Venkman comes down talking about how they just had a visit from the EPA. Yeah. And Venkman goes, how's the grid holding up? And Egon says, not yeah. good. And Winston says, tell him about the Twinkie. Peter yeah. says, what about the Twinkie? <laughs> <laughs> just, tell him about the Twinkie. What about Because the they explain, like, yeah. he has a Twinkie and he's like, the Twinkie would be like this ginormous size. Yeah. He ends up saying, and it's like I just love the whole. Yeah. What about the Twinkie? Tell me, what about the Twinkie? <laughs> I'm worried, Ray. It's getting crowded in there, and all my recent data points to something big on the horizon. What do you mean the big? Well, let's say this Twinkie represents the normal amount of psychokinetic energy in the New York area. According to this morning sample, it would be a Twinkie. 35 feet long, weighing approximately 600 pounds. <coughs> That's a big Twinkie. We could be on the verge of a fourfold cross rip, a PKE surge of incredible, even dangerous proportions. We just had a visit from the Environmental Protection Agency. How's the grid holding up? It's not good. Tell them about the Twinkie. What about the Twinkie? Number three for me, Dr. Venkman. Yes. We came, we saw, we, we kicked, kicked its, its ass. ass. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Mr. Smith, quickly, I want that door open now. Don't stand over there. We came, we saw, we kicked its ass. Did you see it? What is it? We got it. Uh, my number three is uh, Ray says, Gozer the Gozerian, good evening. As a duly de designated representative of the city... County and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or the nearest convenient parallel dimension. Venkman goes, that ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. And Gozer goes, are you a god? Ray says, no. He says, she goes, then die and shoots lightning. Winston, they almost fall over the yeah. edge. They almost die. And Winston goes, Ray, when someone asks you if you're a god, you say yes. Yeah. And Vagman goes, all right, this chick is toast. That's my number one. <laughs> oh, nice. That's my number one. Yeah, you got to go with if 
someone asks you if you're a god, you, you say, say yes. yes. <laughs> Go get her, Ray! Good evening. As a duly designated representative of the city, county, and state of New York, I order you to cease any and all supernatural activity and return forthwith to your place of origin or to the nearest convenient parallel dimension. That ought to do it. Thanks very much, Ray. Are you a god? Someone ask you if you're a god, you say yes. All right, this chick is toast. All right, number two for me. Um, it's it's all the Ghostbusters having a conversation, so it chimes in with Venkman, and they grab your sticks. So Ray and Egon and Zedmore, Winston Zedmore here, they're like holding Venkman's like heat him up, and they're they're all like smoking. Venkman's like make him hard. And they're all like, "We're ready." They're like, "All right, let's throw, let's show this prehistoric bitch let's how we do, do things, things downtown." downtown. Yeah. Throw it. <laughs> love that. That's right before they shoot uh, Gozer. Yeah, I love it when he's like, and she flips over them, and he's like, "Nimble little minx, isn't she?" Got yeah. <laughs> your stick. Oh! Get him up! Showing this prehistoric bitch how we do things downtown. Nimble little mink, isn't she? We better go full stream. Um, my number two, which I guess is my final one, um, is they're in the hotel at the beginning. Yeah. And they have Slimer in the dining room. And Venkman pulls, you know, the flowers, and he's like, the flowers are still standing. He pulls yeah. the tablecloth and stuff like that. They start shooting their streams, and then they realize they missed them. Yeah. And Egon's still shooting at the bar. Yeah. And Venkman goes, whoa, 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 nice shooting, Tex. Whoa, <laughs> nice shooting, Tex. So that was my number two. That's awesome. Okay, Ray, give me one eye outside. Ray! <laughs> Okay, all right. Nice shooting, Tex. So, great quotes. Another one that, uh, just to throw out an honorable mention, but one that almost made my list just because I loved it so much. Again, the hotel scene. When they first show up and they hadn't tested the packs yet. Oh, the elevator, yeah. The cleaning lady comes by (laughs) and they turn and shoot and she crawls out and goes, 
what the hell are you doing? Yeah. He goes, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, we thought you were somebody else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or the first time when they get to see the, uh, the ghost in the library. Yeah. Get her. Get her. Get That's her ready. Plan. Get her Get her ready. So, awesome. Uh, awesome so, so many awesome quotes in this movie. Uh, I mean, you could go... My friends and I in college, we would go on and on. Like, where do these stairs go? They go they up. They go up. You know, you know, it's like, are you the key master? Yes. Yeah. I'm a friend of his. He told yeah. me to meet him here. Nobody steps on a church, church in my town. town. Oh, yeah. Classic. Classic lines. Um, you have to... She, I like her because she's a client and she's interesting. And she sleeps above her covers. Four feet above, above her covers. covers. Yeah. I also love in the, uh, the jail scene where all the prisoners are looking over and... Venkman goes, so be good. For goodness sake, whoa, somebody's coming. Somebody's coming. So, awesome. Yeah, just, I mean, awesome. I'm sure you guys all have your favorite quotes. I'm sure you can probably rattle them off. I mean, I could almost quote this movie word for word, almost the entire yeah, thing. Yeah, so, hey, it's it's Halloween. Set back, grab some uh, Snickers Fun Bars. And yeah. Pop in the Ghostbusters and have a good time. Exactly. Because that's probably it's what we're going to do. always fun. <laughs> and if I hear anyone from the forums or anything that told me that they've never seen Ghostbusters, watch it. There's something wrong with you. You need to go out and get this movie. It is a classic. Watch it. Yes. Okay, so Tor, uh, uh, Moore said that he, the deal granted him... Sixty uh, percent of the comic publishing net proceeds in connection with Walking Dead and the Brit comic, and then twenty percent of motion picture net proceeds in connection with Walking Dead and the Brit, <clears throat> and fifty percent of the motion picture net proceeds from Battle Pope. Wow, there's that clown. There's that clown again. <laughs> Tell you, and all he sent me was a was a fu message because that's how we talk to each other. Who was that? A uh, friend of mine, uh, Kim, we, uh, we curse at each other in Texas. We keep up with each other that way. We curse with each other here. Oh, yeah, Daryl, on the comic forms, I sent you my cell phone number because I do text. So uh, I'm. Oh, yeah, I put it in my phone. Okay, I'm not like Keith. I will text you back. So. I, put, I put it in my phone. It's all in there. Not, so I will text you. And I'm not yeah. like Nick either. I'm not going to ignore your text either. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I sent you my personal stuff too, so you got it. I put both. I put both in my phone. Awesome. They're both in my phone as soon as I saw it. But it it was yeah, that's and they're childhood friends. Um, <laughs> that's just wrong. Yeah. But see I could see but see I could see Chuck doing that to me. Well, it's a given. He he'd be like, Yeah, Ryan wrote the story, but I, I mentioned something to him back in nineteen ninety four about that. I'd be like, We didn't even know each other in nineteen ninety four. Shut up, where's my money, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> that's basically what they're saying. <laughs> Moore is saying that um, Kirkman told him that he had to sign over the rights to Walking Dead to him, or else they wouldn't buy the TV. The uh, the TV uh, company wouldn't buy the, the rights to it, so he signed it over. So now he wants that money. Nice. So that, that's going to be a fight. Oh yeah, because he filed it on Thursday. Wow. Right before the TV show starts back up again. Wow, you know that you know a lawyer probably told him to do that. Oh yeah, sure. Well, of course he did. The lawyer because wants to get paid too. Pay. Well, you want? To, I'm talking about to to do it right before. Oh yeah, yeah the timing of it sure. all. Sure, sure. Right, because if you can embarrass them into a settlement, right. I'm not that beneath might. that either, Ryan. I'm not beneath that. I know you are. 
I'm not aware okay. she went to a cell. I'm not a. I'm not above <laughs> making your body disappear. All right, yeah, I've I got could that be paid off. I've got that on tape. Don't <laughs> do. believe the suicide <laughs> note. I'm not afraid to go to. I'm not afraid to go to prison again. Hook back up with your boyfriend, huh? Me and me and Bubba were tight. Well, not not anymore. I heard everything's loose. It's cold behind those bars. It gets really cold. Knocked the bottom out of that ass. Yeah. See, and that's another thing that Chuck and I differ on. He says you get a free pass in in prison. Yeah. When you go to when you go to prison, dude, you get a free pass. No, you don't. No, you don't. Yes, you do. No. Oh, you know. There's no girls in there, and you get a free pad. I, I don't care. Now, the sheep is different. Sheep, yeah, well, sheep's different. <laughs> it's sure. okay with sheep. Right, because you're out on that, that those hills by yourself for way too long. Exactly. And the sheep are not going to tell. No. So you keep it to yourself. Right. You, yeah, that's the big thing. No one's ever going to know. Exactly. Well, there's those guys in prison who are almost like chicks, and it's like if they want to, you know. But they still talk. They still talk. <laughs> they still talk. No, no. Hey, Daryl, I told you, you and I think a lot alike, man. It's, it's scary. Yeah. It's scary. Any, yeah. any type of mouth action, I mean, you know, top of the head to top of the head. You know what I'm saying? No, no. Oh, no. not when they get up and start talking with a deep voice. <laughs> what did, uh, what did uh, uh, Dewan say? Head's head, right? Right. That's all I'm saying. That's wrong. Oh, no, uh, head you that. get a free pass in prison. No, you don't get a free no. pass. That's what they no. said on the Sopranos. I'm just I'm going with that. They're the mafia. They know about wait, jail. Wait, but you hate the Sopranos. I hate what they did to me. Right. You. <laughs> I was invested in that show, and they they fucked me in the ass on that last episode. Oh, you mean like Lost did to me? Oh, uh, hey, I like the ending of Lost. Oh, you like the magic toilet bowl? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mr. Clean. (laughs) All right, so you get some rapid fire. Yes, I got some rapid fire questions, and I I just wrote them up uh, not that long ago. So so I tried to – these are – you've heard the episodes. I don't know if you've heard ones with interviews. I would – I hope you did to prepare yourself for what you were facing, but <laughs> you need a moment. But these are these are classic debates that we've had on the show, and some of them are, some of them are just classic debates in general. So the first one we always use to weed out, you know, people is Star Wars or Star Trek. Babylon Five. <laughs> Babylon Five. No, I never watched Babylon Five. Uh, oh. You can answer honestly. We won't like you, but you can answer honestly. <laughs> From an influence standpoint, I have to go with Star Wars. Okay. Okay. Because it it, it changed my life. I mean, honestly, I mean that's what made me want to draw comic books. Okay. Nice, nice. Well, it's what made me end up doing a podcast, obviously. So. Yeah. Uh, cake or pie? Cake. Okay. Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, getting if you can bake bacon into it. Doesn't uh, matter what it is. Bacon on everything. That's true. That's an acceptable answer if you put bacon on it. Bake. Bacon makes everything better. Yeah. Yes. If he's willing to put bacon on the cake, it's an acceptable answer. Okay. Oh, easily. <laughs> bacon cupcakes? Have you had those? I have not. I had bacon chocolate chip cookies. My wife made some of those. Oh, they're good. Oh, they are. I, I had, had them the first time at Super Show. I, I will have to try the bacon cupcakes. So. Bacon, well, bacon toffee popcorn. Out. They were awesome. I had, I had a friend make bacon toffee bacon toffee popcorn for Christmas. Oh, wow. Nice. So good. I'm getting hungry now. I'm hungry for bacon. <laughs> All 
All right. Because uh, refocus. I think you, you've heard us have this debate many, many times, I'm sure. Uh, Duke or Flint? Ooh, spirit. <laughs> <laughs> he plays it safe. He does. I, I can't argue with that answer. <laughs> Uh, you know, it's one of those. I, I have to admit this though. As somebody pointed out when I was drawing the recent issue that had Flint and, and uh, Lady J in it, yeah, and the the guy was griping that I always made Lady J look like her hair was greasy. Okay. And I have to admit, I always thought she was gay. <laughs> I think a lot of people nice. did. <laughs> I always thought she was a lesbian, even on the show, and there's, I always thought she was just kind of toying with Flint. Yeah. You know, I always thought Flint had this like, oh, she just. You know, sleep with me, I'd make her straight. <laughs> well, she has that Flint Melissa could. Etheridge kind of voice, yeah. Yeah. Flint, short hair, and yeah, I, I get it. Flint could make her straight, okay? Wow. <laughs> That's asking a lot from Flint. That's asking a lot from Flint, yeah. But he is the man, I'm sorry. No, no. So. No, Duke is the man. Okay, we're not going to talk, but okay. <laughs> Hawk, yeah. All right. Can you change your name to Hawk, or are we going with Spirit on this? What's, no, what's sticking with, I always stick with Spirit. Okay. Okay. Well, well, you mentioned it, so Scarlet or Lady J? Oh, Scarlet. Okay. Yeah. Hands down. Okay. Because apparently she's the only one who likes guys. <laughs> In my world. <laughs> In your Joe-verse, she's the only one who likes guys. Well, wouldn't that make Lady J better then? <laughs> uh, I'll watch. Uh, hang, hang on. It's like the bacon thing. i got to refocus. Hang on. <laughs> Wait, Baroness. I should have said Baroness. There, there, there. Should have went Baroness. Cover Change girl. Answer. Change the answer. Uh, Snake Eyes or Storm Shadow? Snake Eyes. Okay. But but with the goggles. Okay. Okay, yeah, yeah, Commando yeah. Snake Eyes, nice. I've, I've actually asked Larry to try and write it into where we can distinguish the series by putting him back in the goggles. Nice. Nice. Because I'd, I'd like to keep that visual cue that you're in one universe or the other. Yeah. No, that a, would work for me. That would be reason. awesome. Yeah. Good idea. Okay, this, this might be delving into the territory that you're not as familiar with, but uh, Autobot or Decepticon? <laughs> he doesn't even like Transformers. Crickets. It's giant. Uh, uh, what was that? What was the one I used to watch when I was a kid? Gobots. <laughs> no, it wasn't Gobots, and it wasn't. It was the uh, Orbots. Oh, Mighty Orbots. Okay. Mighty Orbots. Yeah. I okay. actually love that cartoon. That was a good cartoon. One vote for Orbots. Okay. Oh, this this next one, these next couple ones. Uh, and I'll just pick something. Don't worry about. It. No, well, yeah, but these next couple. Well, no, you'll know this these ones because. Oh, you talked about your influences, but these have been massive debates on the show. So, uh, C-3PO or R2-D2? Ouch. Man, they were always a, a set. I never made a distinction. Oh, there's a distinction. <laughs> I would have to go R2. All right. Good man. Boo. And related to Star Wars, is Chewbacca a sidekick? No. Thank you. What are you talking about? Of course he is. No. No. He is not a he's the definition of sidekick. No, he's not. Yeah. He had his own holiday special. <laughs> yeah, well, that's horrible. Oh, 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 stop the interview. Oh, my God. Please tell me you didn't listen to that episode. <laughs> I haven't listened to it, but I made my wife watch it for the first time this Christmas, and she's oh, still bitter. It. Why did you do that to her? <laughs> she's still bitter. I don't blame of her. Of course, I'm still bitter at Ryan for making me do it. I, I've seen it twice, and once for the show, and, oh, it like I am a huge, huge, huge Star Wars fan, and I, even I will say that's the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god, I've I've enjoyed every episode we've done except that one. <laughs> you but, know what? I I can't. I'm sorry. It's right up there with the the Kiss Meets the Phantom of the Park 
movie. That's I, better. I swear, I've seen that. I own a copy of that, and that is better than Star Wars. Yeah, I, but I'll watch them back to back. I'll watch that, and then I'll watch oh, Sigmund and uh, I'll watch Sigmund and the Sea Monster, like the entire Land of the Lost run, even the uh, like crappy last season episodes. Yeah, I'm gonna throw up. See, I liked Land of the Lost too. <laughs> I used to I, watch it as yeah, a kid. Yeah, because that's the thing is is no matter how bad those shows are, when I'm watching them, I feel like I'm like four or five sure. again. I get that, but yeah, I, I, I'm so. usually drunk, which I wasn't. <laughs> yeah, when I'm I was, not going back and watching that sober. Star Wars yeah. holiday special is yeah can't be watched sober anymore, and I, I compare it every movie after that. I compare it to that. I, I realize it wasn't a movie, but it was just as long, and it took just as much of my life away. So. And I, I I listen to the the holiday album every year. Oh, I still have my I, LP. I have. Well, I don't have the LP, but I have a CD of it. So, yeah. And and I love how that was Bon Jovi's first appearance. You know, I'm I'm still partial to the whole "What do you get a Wookiee for Christmas?" thing. Oh, sure. <laughs> All right. So, last que- last question for you from oh. Rapid Fire. Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> You got more. Okay, that's we fine. Ask, we can ask more, but I, I, I figured I didn't want to abuse. You didn't want to impose on your time. You <laughs> no, I'm, I'm generous to us. So it's obvious, and we're getting to the point where you want me to go away. <laughs> no, I just don't. No, want no, to no, 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 you. no. <laughs> um, so you, you mentioned that Star Wars was something that you you collected as a kid. That was your era, mm-hmm. and and no, that wasn't an old joke again. But <laughs> <laughs> what was your favorite Star Wars toy? Ooh figure or actual toy like let's I, both. I let's always both. go with distinction let's do both if that makes it any easier for you not really because i was actually i was the empty box kid okay my 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 mom got me the the card and i was like what the hell is this um and then when the figures arrived in like a little white box yeah and it was just the four figures i was like the happiest kid on the planet oh yeah and then Years later, we went to California because my dad was doing a, a convention or something. And it was when they released the Yoda figure. Okay. And I bought the figure when we were in California. I begged. I was like that screaming kid laying in the aisle at the nice. toy store. Yeah. And I got <laughs> the Yoda figure. Those taking a sleep. Yeah. And I was like two or three weeks ahead of everybody in Tennessee. So I was the shit for like three weeks. Oh, nice. Nice. Because I had my Yoda figure before everybody else. Yeah. Uh, so Yoda with a little plastic snake. Right. That would be my favorite figure. Yeah. Although my dog, for some reason, always bit the heads off of the Obi-Wan characters. <laughs> so I went through like eight of those. Uh, and then the toy would be a toss-up between the Death Star set. Okay. Because I, I love the trash compactor. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the rest of it I could live without. The trash compactor was the shit. With the Dinoga and the little oh, yeah. little foam things and Yeah, my dad my dad actually used to store his drum equipment with extra foam, so I actually had like extra trash. Nice. So I made <laughs> I made my own trash one as I kept losing the other stuff. <laughs> uh and but the land speeder for some reason. Oh yeah. I loved the land speeder because it was like the, the great you know it, yeah, it was cool. rocked back and forth like the actual film. Yeah. yeah. I I eventually snapped off the little back uh, thruster, the top <gasps> the top fin thruster because I How the hell did you do that? I I used that as the handle and you know one time I just fell while I was playing and snapped it right off. Oh no, wait. And the the uh, Millennium Falcon cuz I have to rub that in. Oh. Oh Jesus. Okay, interview's over. <laughs> I didn't have that. 
Because I had that, yeah. Yeah, I did not have Because I had that. <laughs> well, the funny thing is when we went to Columbus to the toy show, there was a bunch of vintage Millennium Falcons laying around. And we saw a couple of little kids and uh, their fathers walking out to the car with them. And the kids were really excited to get them. And I'm like, see, that's how I would have been if I would have had one. Now, was this the reissue or was this actual? No, it was the original one. They they had those. They had they had both obviously, but the, yeah. the, the kids were buying the original ones. Yeah, but their dads were buying it for the kids. I loved mine. God, yeah. I just love my USS flag. So oh, gee, for, for the love of God. <laughs> I see my yeah because I I was I wasn't into toys. I was into Star Wars. I wasn't into the Joe toys. But my neighbor, who was my best friend at the time, had the flag. Okay. And yeah, the thing took up the entire damn living room. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's huge. Yeah. A friend of mine, uh, when I grew, grew up living down the street, he had it, and it was in his bedroom, and it took up an entire wall, almost, of his bedroom. Yeah. It was on the opposite That's... side of his bed. If it... how, much, how much was it when it came out? hundred bucks. Yeah. So what is that in today's dollar, though? Like 2000 I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be interested to know, and it's just kind of odd. I would venture to guess maybe, like, th- around 300 range. Probably, yeah, yeah. Three, yeah three, probably. Oh, here's here's another debate since since we don't have our guest on anyway, so uh, so I might as well ask you guys these questions. Um, this was another debate we've had at work. Uh, is seven hundred dollars about a grand? Yeah, it's about a grand. No, no. just shy of a grand. Seven hundred dollars is about seven hundred dollars. <laughs> right. I, I told Chuck. I told Chuck if seven hundred dollars is about a grand, then I want to borrow a thousand dollars from him, <laughs> and I'll, and I'll pay him back about a thousand dollars. Well, you mean about seven hundred? You screwed up your own joke. No, I want to borrow a thousand dollars from you, and I will pay you back about a thousand dollars. That doesn't work. He's going to Which borrow a thousand and pay you back seven hundred. Exactly. I don't find it humorous. If seven hundred dollars, then I want to borrow a thousand from you all the time. <laughs> well, what I was saying, and you're taking it out of context again, like you always do. No. If you don't have any money, seven hundred dollars may as well be a thousand. It may as well be. It might as well be a million. Exactly. Million million you don't have it. So, it's about so that doesn't make that doesn't make seven hundred dollars about a million dollars. No, it doesn't. <laughs> Here, Take here's it out how of context came, again. Here's how it came up, Chuck. We're, we're, I don't we're know looking at this girl, and we're like, "Would you fuck girl Listen, for like seven hundred dollars?" And I was like, "Well, yeah, sure. Why not?" It's about a girl. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, so what happened is, I don't know if you guys heard that uh, a Real American Hero, I'm sure you have, Real American Hero is going to start coming out in hardcover edition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the old run. Yeah. So, uh, which was hilarious because we asked Shannon uh, Gallant about that when we had him on and he didn't know. And then like two days later, we found out that they were. Uh, nice. <laughs> but, so either he really didn't know or he held the secret. <laughs> right. I think he really didn't know. But um, no, sounds, so. That sounds like one of those things. Yeah. So we, uh, well, you said they keep them in the basement. So, um, but we were doing math on it, thinking how much it would be. And and we were like, okay, so you figure 15 volumes, if they did only, we figure more than, uh, 10 issues would go in each hardcover. But, but even if they didn't, let's sake of argument, let's say they didn't, they only did 10 issues per hardcover. So you're looking at again, about 15 volumes well, of it again, again it would just be like more than that because you're including the special missions all the yearbooks they said everything would go in it okay so okay 20 hardcovers maybe yeah give or take okay so you got 20 hardcovers and we figure they're gonna go for about 
thir- what, what would we say, like $35 a pop? 35 to 40 somewhere around there. I don't, we're estimating. But we would get a discount, but whatever. So we looked at that. They came out, I think the math came out to like 700 750 And Chuck goes, I'm going to, before he did the math, he goes, I'm going to spend about a grand on this. And I was like, no, you won't. It's, you probably spend about six, $700. And he goes, yeah, that's about a grand. I go, no, the hell it's not. <laughs> No, this is what we no, talked about. Seven hundred bucks. Seven hundred bucks is about seven hundred bucks. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Again, this is what we talk about. <laughs> this is, these are the arguments we have at work, and then we bring them on the show. <laughs> what were we arguing about today? Oh, art. Oh yeah, yeah. Never mind. Oh well. You need visuals for this. <laughs> no, you, you need visuals because we we had an argument on episode sixty nine about. Uh, the Dawn of the Jedi comic book, and, and Chuck said it was the art was just eh, and I was like, the art was amazing. He goes, it's like it's like all the other Star Wars art I've seen. I was like, no, it's not. Said, all the Star Wars books, pretty much, they look the same. They, it, it looks like a Star Wars book. It's not great. It's not bad. It just looks like so a Star Wars him, book. So I sent him four images from different Star Wars books, and he says, yeah, they all look similar. And I was like, you're on crack. <laughs> so I posted two of them on the forums, and he goes, no, you sent me four of them. And I says, well, if you're telling me they're all similar, then it doesn't matter which two I pick out of the four. They should look similar. See, this is how he gets people to vote with him and side with him on all these arguments. If Are they similar? Up the poll a different way. Are they similar? Well, yeah. Then it doesn't matter which two I pick out of the four. <laughs> whatever, whatever. To me, they're they look sim- like Star Wars books. They all do, except for the uh, that thing. It, it just led to a bad lunch. I that turned into another argument because he goes, they look like Star Wars books. I was like, well, G.I. Joe books like look like G.I. Joe books because they got G.I. Joe fucking characters in them. Well, that's not true because a real American hero looks different And that looks different than the ongoing. Wait till you see your email tomorrow because you left work early. Oh, my God. Oh. I sent I sent you G.I. Joe, Transformers, and He-Man. See, I'm just going to delete it. I'm not even. I said, I said these, all look like, uh, the, these all look like these books to me because the art looks the same. <laughs> Stay up. This is this is what uh, I go to lunch with, guys. Seriously. <laughs> but this is what makes the show good. <laughs> All right, so what did you guys think of Avengers? Loved, loved it. Good. God, I, I loved it. Well, I almost came in my pants. <laughs> He's if a the man after Justin Bell's heart. It out and just started going to town. <laughs> um, yeah, best comic book movie ever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, this is before, and this is before Batman comes out. I don't, yeah. I don't see Batman beating it. I don't either. That's good. A uh, rumor, if you guys, want I to still think spoilers, it's gonna be good. But. If you guys want to hear this, but uh, the rumor is that Batman's gonna die in that movie. Yeah, that's been out for a while. I don't think it's gonna happen, but I don't know. I'm okay um, with that. That's Spider Man. I'm okay I'd with that. Okay with <laughs> I'd be okay, okay with Gary. If it's a good story, I'm okay <laughs> with it, but. I, I like the trailer for Spider-Man. That actually looked really good. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I thought for a while that Joe might have a chance to go two consecutive weeks, number one, and then I saw that trailer, and I'm like, nah, that was just wishful thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was a huge person against the Spider-Man movie. I thought it looked horrible. All the pictures I've seen I thought looked horrible and everything else, and then I saw the first trailer, and then I've seen trailers since then, and I'm like, this might be the best Spider-Man movie ever. Yeah, that, that last trailer I saw was the one that got me going. This this may be pretty what, good. What makes me laugh is they they found the the perfect chick to cast as Mary Jane Watson, and they cast her as Gwen Stacy. <laughs> yeah, 
It's okay. She'll get her neck snap. That's all right. That makes makes me laugh because again, it makes you think that the first time around they had the perfect chick to cast as Gwen Stacy, and they put her in as Mary Jane Watson. <laughs> so I'm I'm, conf- I'm confused by the women in the Spider-Man movies, but besides that, I'm okay. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's it's a good it's a good year for movies. I mean, you have all that. I'm interested in Prometheus uh, coming out. The Hobbit, I'm huge. Oh, man, I'm going to lose my mind when The Hobbit comes out. That's November, right? Yeah. Then you got Superman, Superman supposed to come out yeah. in December. They, are, they, are they just restarting that again? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But with the new DC look to them. Okay. The, the new, the new costume. What they should have done the last time. I exactly. like I like Returns. No, you're it's, it's, done. it's not that it was like terrible. Chuck I'm not going to sit there and say that it's awful. It's but, bad. You're making a you're making a movie as a sequel that already had two sequels after it. Right, thank you. Twenty and years after 20 it happened. Later, exactly. Yeah. And Sorry, no. That's just stupid. That's just a bad idea. And you're giving Superman a kid. And you're giving Superman a kid. That uh, that actually didn't bother me. I'm okay. That I'm okay with. I'm okay with it getting away from canon. I'd rather have something oh, yeah. that keeps me entertained and gets away from canon. And then the same old crap get hacked up again. But you know, actually, you know what bothered me more was that they retreaded the same damn plot again of Lex Luthor wanting property, real from, estate, real estate, yeah, yeah real, real estate, estate from way back when. And I'm like, you know what? Can we pick a different villain than Lex Luthor? Not that I mean, they picked an awesome actor to play Lex Luthor. Don't get me wrong, Kevin Spacey, I thought played it perfect. The problem, Lex Luthor. The problem with that movie was not casting, was not acting. It was no. it was a bad script. Bad story, yeah. Bad written, yeah. So okay, I'm clearly the only person that liked that movie. I, I, yeah, I enjoyed it. <laughs> I thought it was okay. I, I'm just not. Let's check some other bad ones for you, Gary. How you feel about the Ang Lee Hulk? <laughs> oh, 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 I can't believe I went and saw that uh, midnight release. Oh, oh about, dude, dude, when he's tearing apart tanks for that five minutes, it's pretty fucking awesome. Oh yeah, that those five <laughs> minutes are awesome. But after that. After, besides that, it's it's pretty terrible. Yeah. How about uh, Wolverine Origins? Uh, no, didn't see it. That's uh, good. We went and saw that together. I can't no, believe you bring that up. Not good. It's not good. I liked it. We liked it. What are you talking about? He liked it because he saw it with you, Ryan. Exactly. Right. Radio. Right. I was still on the the glow after I walked out of there. <laughs> <laughs> um. Let's see. I'm trying to think other horrible ones that came out. Daredevil. <laughs> Oh, Daredevil. Yeah, Daredevil, Daredevil was bad. Electra. <laughs> Electra was horrible. Um, no, Electra was better than Daredevil. That's how Punisher. bad Daredevil was. I don't know about that. <laughs> I would say Electra is a little bit worse than Ghost Daredevil. Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider was bad. I, I have to add a disclaimer that I hate Daredevil. Okay. I have a pathological hatred of Daredevil going in. I will say that the... Uh, and I know people say this all the time, but it's honestly true. Dare, the Daredevil director's cut that came out on DVD is better than the theatrical version. If you ever get a chance to watch it, I, Mike, it's not going to work on you. But <laughs> no, I'm just saying that. I mean, people people always say that he's Marvel's version of Batman, and I, I my no. comp, my my return to that is that Daredevil doesn't even stack up to Robin. No. He doesn't. I see. I was so indifferent to Daredevil in the past. I didn't really care about him. He didn't, you know, one way or the other. I didn't give a shit. Then I read that it's Mark totally Wade Daredevil story, the new comic book out from Mark Wade. Yeah, yeah, I, I love, that's good. Mark Wade is is kind of like Mark Wade is a guy who constantly takes 
properties that I have no interest in and then makes them interesting to me. It's I hate big. him and I love him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a good comic. I bought the trade of that and I'm getting the second volume of it too. I, I'm but, not reading it simply because I don't want to buy the fucking book. I'm tired of Mark Wade doing this to me. <laughs> I, I read it I read it all in one day in one sitting. I couldn't put it down. That's how good it was. He did it with Fantastic Four. He did it with Legion of Superheroes. I'm done with you, Mark Wade. I'm done. I love Mark Wade. I love him. And that's because he's awesome. I'm done with him because he's awesome. (laughs) He's going to be a Baltimore Comic Con. asshole, how dare you be good at your job? (laughs) Yeah, we're going to see him at Baltimore Comic Con and get a... I'm going to have him sign my Daredevil trade. I'm bringing my uh, Kingdom Come Absolute Edition to have him sign it. So... Which sign is rock hard penis? <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would touch it if he asked me. <laughs> See, that's the thing I'm afraid that's going to happen if we do get Hammer in the room. <laughs> is Larry? Is, will you sign my rock hard penis? <laughs> yeah, so, no, it's like because Larry it, it will be drink. There. Larry, you want us to go grab you a taco or something? Larry, can I can I give you a hand job? You know, whatever. Uh, I mean, you get a couple of beers in him, he'd probably be okay. <laughs> Nice. <laughs> I'm, gonna to, I'm gonna have to pull Chuck off of his leg. Yes, you will. See, we we had the uh, the, the private moment with Larry in the UK. It was um, me, Dave Tree, James, and Larry all at dinner the the night before that convention started. And your head and, just exploded. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, is. We, we're sitting there talking. And Larry talking looked about, over at James and said, "James, will you sign my rock hard penis?" Penis. <laughs> yes, yes, I will. Well, he was he was talking about a past convention, and he goes, "Yeah, I was at some past convention, and somebody came dressed in his crimson crystal ball." <laughs> and James says, "That was me." <laughs> <laughs> like some jackass came dressed as that. He, he goes, and really, and, and the, then this look that uh, uh, Larry had, he kind of sits back, kind of scoots over, and goes. Really? <laughs> James goes, yeah, that was me. And so later that convention, James dressed as Skeletron, which is a, an Action Force character. Okay. And uh, he walked into the room, and <laughs> Larry looks up, and just, he looks up, and he looks back down, and just kind of shakes his head. <laughs> and as <laughs> James leaves the room, uh, and then he comes back like a minute or so later, and he says, "You doubt sun yourself this time, James." <laughs> <laughs> nice. He tapped the crimson crystal ball. Yeah, he's Skeletron. Skeletron. <laughs> you know the crimson crystal ball. He came in because that year they reissued the Crimson Strike Team, so everything the rage was crimson. So he goes, "I'm going to come dressed as Crimson Crystal Ball." He comes in dressed as Crimson Crystal Ball, and he has the cobra symbol uh, uh, shaved into his chest hair and, oh, wow. and painted red. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. He can never go back to that barber again. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he did that He did that in the bathroom. Wow. I, I believe there was a lot of hair. Yeah. yeah no kidding. <laughs> All right, so we also have a new segment on the show, thanks to our buddy Robert Atkins. Oh, yeah. These are going to be quick. We have on the forums, which is forumforgeeks.com. And it's also on the Facebook. And he's been posting on his blog. On his blog, yeah. And he's been posting on on his Facebook. Definitely on the internet. On his Facebook as well as ours. Um, 
It is, uh, we're going to name it, he called it the ba- uh, Battleground or something. Battleground, like yeah. So we're going to call it the Atkins Battleground. Atkins Battleground. And what this is, is da, he, da, da, da. he's taking two properties, property characters, of anything. He's at start, random. At random. And putting the... Well, he's matching them up a bit. <laughs> random. And who's going to win between yes. the two? It's your classic nerd debate. So we're going to... There's been several. He's going to update it like a few every time. We're going to go through the ones that have been out there so far. All right. Okay? Go. Just quick and you can yeah, give an answer go. if you want to. Snake Eyes or Leonardo? Snake Eyes. Right. <laughs> okay, move on. I agree, Snake Eyes. Predaking or Voltron? Voltron. Voltron, right. Okay, move on. Mumra versus Palpatine. I went Mumra. I originally went Mumra, and then someone changed my mind on the forums, and I'm going Palpatine. Okay. Because by the time... I can't remember who it is. I meant to write it down. But they said, by the time Mumra starts saying, ancient spirits of evil, it's going to be... Force choke. Lightning bolt, lightning bolt, dead. (laughs) Uh, Did you not understand his name is Mumra the Ever-Living? I understand. He does not die. Okay, Palpatine died when Vader threw him in. He came back. An incinerator. He came back. He has clones. He comes back. Hey. Many times. Ever living. Mumra the ever living. Here. Alright, He's gonna beat him. Hey. Um Ever Living. The Force. He never faced the Force before. Ever living. On Third Earth, he might be ever living. Okay, what's bigger, the Force or the Iron Thundera? The Force. Well, damn right. <laughs> I just want to hear you bash the Thundercats. Do it. I'm not going to bash the Thundercats, but the Force is the I'd Force. Put him in a little, I'd squirt him with a water gun and they'd go. Alright, so we got some more here. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Data or anyone else. <laughs> no, or the Terminator. <laughs> Terminator. Yeah, the Terminator. Yeah, how, dare, how dare you have Star Trek? <laughs> God damn it, Robert. You know who we are. Um, I'll put C-3PO over Data. <laughs> Me too. Uh, Leader One versus Starscream. <sighs> Come on. You know what? Leader One is supposed to be the Optimus Prime of his... People of yeah the the crap the, the gobots. <laughs> He's the leader. They're still second Starscream still. is second in command. I don't care. to the Decepticons. We're not talking chain of command. I we're talking who can be who. I, I don't know the skills enough. I, I would guess Leader One would do. it. I'm saying Starscream. I think you're on crack. I I very well could be. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Captain Mal versus Han Solo. Han Solo. I would pick Han Solo, but I love Captain Mal. Well, you're you don't even really know the character Han Solo. So, but he's uh, Indiana you know Jones. Well, here's the one. Aside no, from the Indiana no, Jones, no, no. Aside from he's not in the Indiana Jones here. He's just Han Solo. No, you're talking Harrison Ford. That's who I want. We're not talking Harrison Ford versus uh, Doctor Jones <laughs> versus Fallon. Doctor Jones. We're not talking. Harrison versus Fallon. We're talking Jimmy Fallon. Wouldn't be <laughs> Why Fillion. Jimmy Fallon? Nathan Fillion. Oh, not okay. Fallon. All Fillion. right, all right. I thought Nathan where Fillion. Where did Jimmy Fallon come in? You were making me blank on what the Drew hell. Drew Barrymore here it, too. Et. What's going on? Garfield Logan. <laughs> Who are these people? Nathan Fillion is Captain Mal. All right. And Harrison Ford's Han Solo. We're not I talking Harrison think, Ford. I still think Han Solo. I still think Han because Han shoots first. Yeah, I think Han Solo's. <laughs> Han Downdrollish. Han shoots first. He doesn't have, like, ethics or morals, and he would just well, do it. But he eventually does get ethics and yeah, morals. Yeah, because he falls in love. And but aside from that, The Poonani whoops him he's still, oh, every time. He's still every a badass. Uh, so we also had a Sandman on, under the Ask the Holocron ask... Oh, there's uh, another one. You didn't get to the last one. 
I know, because it wasn't ready for that time. Oh, but I'm ready. Are you ready for it? Go ahead. Yeah. Tell me what it was. It's Storm Shadow and right. the Punisher. Yeah, Storm Shadow. Punisher. Ninja. Arashikagi. <laughs> Punisher. I'm using your own logic against you. You, you can use the Arashikagi defense, but I'm yeah. telling you, that only works with Snake Eyes. No, because it doesn't. he's the head of no, Arashikagi. You told you no. You the no, one no. Arashikagi. There could be either... No. Like, the the Blind Master and the Hard Master are all above Storm Shadow. No. Yes, yes they are. <laughs> I understand that. But this is not... No, because when we had Punisher. the when we had the argument, Punisher. Listen, I looked me. it up on the fucking wiki. I don't care. What told you on the wiki? This guy beats this guy. That's what it did in thirteen words. <laughs> no, when when we, when we were we doing, when we were, when we were doing you're snake, pointing and it's making me uncomfortable. <laughs> right when we were covering Snake Eyes versus Boba Fett, now you're spitting at me. You told me that Arashikagi is the best ever. Right, right the head. Of the no, Rashikagi. you didn't say head the of Arashikagi. Arash- you said Arashikagi. It was fucking implied. No, it wasn't because you told I implied me, it. You told me that Arashikagi was the best of all ninjas. They are. So therefore, Arashikagi... And then you told me ninjas beat everything. When it comes to Boba Fett, yes. No, not when it comes to Boba Fett. Are you telling me the Punisher or Boba Fett? I am talking Who would about... Win? They're both kind of... Boba Fett would, the Punisher. would beat the Punisher. I think so too. Got better armor. Like, stuff yeah, like that. Yeah. yeah. Better armor. Oh, yeah. So... Okay. Sorry, Chromium Age. But Well, he he voted Storm Shadow on the forum. Good, he should. I didn't believe it. You're on crack. Well, I, that I didn't believe it? No, you're on crack <laughs> for I thinking know. that it's Punisher. Go to the forums and read the stuff I pulled off the wiki. I don't care what it you pretty pulled much off said, wiki. It pretty much said Arashikagi. that he's an 8th degree black belt. Ninja. Storm, listen, it pretty much said he's an 8th degree black belt. That's not ninja. His 30 year uh, ancestry for 30 generations has been assassins. And he was in the military. Was special he trained forces. by his ancestors? No, he military. wasn't. This is Storm Shadow. Oh. Would you let me fucking finish? <laughs> he was. Uh, you didn't say who you were covering. I thought yes, you were. I, did. I thought you, you were, won't shut up long enough to hear it. I thought you were defending Punisher. No, I don't think you said it. Oh my god! <laughs> did you not believe me? <laughs> did you not believe the wiki? I think no. I think you never said who you were talking about. Yeah, Storm Shadow. This is all Storm Shadow. Right. He's awesome. That he's eighth degree black belt. Yeah. Okay. He's beyond that. He's, he's ninja. Thirty he's generation a assassin. Ninja. Thirty generation assassin. Right. That's pretty damn good. He is very stealthy. What's Punisher? He can climb one walls generation Vietnam vet. Missing, he had missing special couple forces legs. trainings from the U.S. Marines. He's Lieutenant too. Dan. Wow. <laughs> that's outline. <laughs> Lieutenant Dan. So All right, go, ahead. Anyway. go to the forums and nerd out because that, well, we also had Ask the Holocron. Oh, okay. Uh, Sandman gave us a, a matchup. He goes, Critter Cage Match, Ewoks versus Gremlins. One group terrorized the city, the other group brought down the Imperial forces to their knees. Who would win in a fight between Gremlins and Ewoks? Uh, I want to go with Gremlins because they see more fierce, but if you get them wet, oh, yeah. or if you get sunlight on them. The sunlight? If you get them wet, they, they multiply. Right, but they're going to be weakened at that time. No, they're not. Well, remember they get they, they weaken, they ball up, and then the other ones no. pop off? No. You can just smash them like whack-a-mole. No, 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 no. You're remembering it wrong. No, no, no. The gremlins, when they... they the mogwai eats at midnight, and then they pop out. What happened when you got them wet? And they turn... Well, no, they eat at midnight, they become gremlins. Right. Right. When they, when they, they get, get wet, wet they, pop, they pop out. That's what I said. But they're fully grown. They're not little puff balls. No, they're little puff balls. No, they're they, not. they open up. Yeah. No, they're not. Ah, oh, you're fucking. No, they're right. not. They they come out. No, because they're wrapped up in their ears. It's like the zombie effect. You're not getting. They're about the size of Ewoks, anyways. 
and they got claws and teeth. Gizmo wasn't that large when Billy was holding him. Gizmo, it, Gizmo ain't a gremlin. He's a mogwai. Listen to me. He's a mogwai. I think an Ewok is taller than a gremlin. A little bit. That's what I'm saying. It but, be like an age. but it's like the zombie effect. There's so many gremlins. They I'm, just overrun you. I'm going gremlin. No, you weren't. You were trying to. You were saying you wanted to say gremlin. I want to say gremlin. But, but then you start. Th- but well, then you start well, cutting me off. Are you, you turned into me? Are you saying gremlin? <laughs> yes. Well, that's not what you were saying. You, you were wouldn't saying, let me finish. You were saying I want to say gremlin. I want to say gremlin. But again, are you saying gremlin? Gremlin. <laughs> Move on, Carnage. Jesus, stop. Who sent that in? <laughs> oh, Sandman. Never again, sir, will we read your voice, man. Just, Ever. Just say it. My God. Just say I have it. a headache. If you want to say it, just say it. Grilled cheese sandwich. <laughs> I don't know. I got well, nothing. Wow. All right. Uh, Shit on my face. <laughs> Is that a tribute to Keith? Yes. Okay. All right. Let's get into uh, From Springfield to Tatooine. Go get that. Go ahead. I think we need to, to get a breakdown now of the discussion that came up, which is the Schwitz. Oh, I can't talk about that. No, we're going to talk about it. <laughs> All right, what do you want to know? All right, so here's the breakdown that I got from this. Here's the deal. I can't take you. No, Someone I don't want to. to take me, and I can invite you. I don't want to go. Oh. Nor, does, nor did anyone in that room. <laughs> it's very relaxing. No, I don't think I would ever relax once while I would be there. <laughs> I wish you guys could see Chuck was like very into it and very trying to convince us of how how awesome this thing is. It is. And everyone in the room, their mouth had been had dropped, their eyes were bugged out, <laughs> and they're just looking at Chuck like you're fucking kidding me. <laughs> no, no. All right. So, here's how I understand it. All right. You have to be in the know. Yeah, you got to be in the you know. You have to be invited by a Jewish person. <laughs> yes. Okay. So very Jesuit, yeah. So it's a Turkish Jewish. Well, I, I, it, it's more of a Jewish thing. I don't okay. think the Turkish like like a Turkish bathhouse. Well, you say in Turkish bathhouse, right? It's, it's just like a bathhouse. Okay, you ever seen Spartaca? Or okay, Spart- yeah. The way you were making it also sound it almost sounds like one of those parties that all of a sudden you have to be invited to at a warehouse because the location changes all the time. It does not change; okay. it remains the same. Okay, it's just no one knows but if about. If you drive it. by this empty building, you will not know what it is. <laughs> okay, so it's an abandoned-looking warehouse. That's what it looks like. Building, not a warehouse. Or a building. Okay, looks like an abandoned building from looks the like outside. A building. Okay, it's not abandoned. It's just a building. Okay. In the hood, in the ghetto. Okay, so we got that. No parking. Aren't all Buildings in the ghetto look like they're abandoned. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. There's a big, maybe eight foot, nine foot fence all the way around. Okay, so you have to be like buzzed in to the fence. No, there's guards. There's guards that let you in. If and they you're open invited. the gate, do you have to be on a list. No. Okay. And you you go through the gate. Then what stops me from just showing up? They will not let you in. But they, they know you. There's no list. Okay. They just know you. They just know you. Okay. So they're armed, I assume. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, yes. Sniper rifles and everything. <laughs> I don't know about sniper rifles, but... But you wouldn't see them. You wouldn't see them. There so. are gentlemen with concealed carry permits. Okay. So you pull in, you go, and you they park your car. No, you park your own you car. You park your car, and you pay them to watch your car. Okay. You tip them. Right. Because they're outside. Right. Generously. Yes. I assume. Yes. Okay. So you, First of all, you don't go there unless you have money. 
Well, sure, I get that. You don't have money. I don't know what you were doing. I was invited. <laughs> um, <laughs> not, unless you're ready to drop like two, three hundred bucks, you don't go there. No, I'm not going to drop two or three hundred bucks. Honestly, I'm telling you that right now. So <laughs> very relaxing. So anyway, I, no. So anyways, you go there. Mm-hmm. Um, you you go into the building. There's like a main door, I assume. There's a little door. A little door. And but it means but it's your main door. It's the way in. Yeah, it's the way in. You go up some steps. A lot of steps. A lot of steps, okay. Um and then maybe about twenty. Do you have to like give a secret code or anything like that? No. <laughs> like, you get it. You, like we were joking about. You get Is there it. someone that like greets you there as like a yes. receptionist or something like no, that? No. There's a guy. Okay. Not a receptionist, he's a guy. <laughs> and he gives you a lock okay. for your locker and a bar of soap. <laughs> Those little hotel bars of soap. So you can drop it. <laughs> Shut up. So you can drop the soap no, later. So you can clean yourself. So you can drop the soap later. <laughs> Bubba can. Oh well, no, Billy. Wow. <laughs> we found out. So, anyways, okay. So he gives you a little bar of soap. Yeah. Little bar of soap. All right. So um, you then take you, then you, you go take your the- bar of soap and you take your lock. Yes. <laughs> which is the only item you're allowed to possess, evidently. Yes. <laughs> And you go into the locker room. And you get naked. Where there's a lot of cots laid out. Right. We, did, we went over cocks, right? There's cocks. a lot of cocks laying around. And it's very dark in the locker room. Well, if you have the cocks out, you have to... Cots. You want it dark. Cots. Okay. Cots. Okay, and why you, is there cots, though? Because people are relaxing, sleeping. Okay, so you could go there and just sleep. Well, a lot of people, what they do is... They take a nap they'll, first. They'll have need their, energy for this. They'll have their scotch. Right. And then they'll come back and, and they'll sleep pass out. Yeah. They'll sleep it off. Yeah. Right. Okay. Or they're relaxed and they just want to take a little. Nap where does and they leave. okay? Is the scotch in the same room as the cot? No. Okay. So where did the scotch come into play? Right when you walk in, up the stairs. I'm drawing. I'm You're drawing stairs. a picture that no one, none of you can see. Describe. You walk up the okay, stairs. Go up the steps. There is the the there's, desk. There's Hi. Desk. Here's your lock. Here's your keys. Okay. Here's your soap. Right, move <laughs> You're on. You're gonna need this later. This are the room with okay. the cots. There's a big room with cots. Lockers. Through this way is like okay. a kitchen area with tables. Okay, so if you went straight past this, past yeah, the straight, main room where the, straight, the lockers yeah. were, you would come to the kitchen area. Right. Okay. It connects. Okay. Because these guys can pass steaks through this window here, and they could okay. eat here. Okay. So the kitchen area is where you eat also. Yes. Your steaks. The dining area. Your yeah. dining area. Okay. The kitchen and dining area. So you could go into the kitchen area, get your scotch. Yes. And then go into the room with the cots. And sleep. And sleep, or... Now rub one out. That's <laughs> frowned upon. Are you sure it's frowned upon? <laughs> yes. I don't think it is. Now on the way down, you would go down. Okay, so if you go past the room with the cots, no, you, you have to go downstairs. Right, but I mean, you have to go out of the room that has the cots. Yes, in the, you leave the room with the cots, but your lockers are in the room with the cots. Yes. Also, lockers okay, so you get naked in there. Yes. Okay, and you wear your towel. And are you sure these Down guys the aren't rubbing one out because they're watching you get undressed? <laughs> Never happened before. <laughs> okay. And you go down the stairs. So you go down the stairs. Into what's known as the shower room. Okay. Right. Now That's where you have to drop the soap. <laughs> just like a regular locker room, right. there's poles in the middle. <laughs> there's poles. With, like, different spigots and faucets on it. And there's also showers well, you, against gonna, the wall. If you're going to do your strip tease, you need, you need your pole. Don't you just listen. I am listening. This is you, li- you played sports. You've been in a locker room, right? Yeah, I've been in a locker room. There was I never, don't know if soccer's a real sport, there was but never, you've been in a locker room. Oh, fuck you. Now, remember how the locker Wait, room... Wait, why is there poles, though? Is that where you no, hang your towels? No, no, no. The... the, the they're shower heads. 
Oh, okay. There's like eight shower heads or six maybe okay. coming off of that pole. So they don't come off the wall. There's both. Okay, there's both. Okay. Okay. Now, through the door. Where do you hang your towel? There's, there's like, uh, hooks. Okay. And there's benches. You can lay okay. on the benches. You can lay on the benches. Now. <laughs> Great. <laughs> if you keep going straight past there is a big, giant pool of cold water. Okay. You just dive in and freeze your ass off. <laughs> Shrink your sack. <laughs> and come back. Now, on the other this side... Doesn't, this doesn't sound very flattering when you come out, though. <laughs> no, it's not. It's You're not in your best position. <laughs> now, on the other side of the, the shower facility is the actual schwitz Okay, so one side of the shower room is the p- cold pool. Cold pool. The other sh- side of the shower room... I'm going to take this drawing you're doing, I'm going to post it on, no, you're on not. Facebook. No, you're not. <laughs> I'm going to scan this steam. in. Okay. Because there's a steam room on the other side. And these are the the levels. Like the Okay, you were seating. talking about there was tiers almost like bleacher seating. It's right here. Like a high school would have. Right. So, so you go and there's high school cheerleaders laughing at you. That would be awesome. <laughs> there's two... No, it wouldn't if they're big, laughing at you. Two big oven doors. One is always closed. Because <laughs> if you open both of them, you're going to You're going to die. <laughs> you're going to die. So why is there two then? I just the way the oven was built. I don't know. <laughs> so okay, so you have a. I really don't question you have an, about you have this. a I'm big you have a giant floor. oven. Do you cook anything in the oven, or is it just for the heat? It's just for the heat. It's, they don't a bunch cook of your hot. they don't cook your steaks in there. No, or no, anything. no, no. They they have a grill up there. Okay, but you can take water and buckets and just throw it in there, and the steam comes off. Okay. Now the higher you go up on the wooden, uh, <laughs> the more gay you are. <laughs> the, the more intense the steam is. Okay. <laughs> And Billy sets up Chuck, 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 yeah, of course, Billy's at the top, of course. Billy's at the top. And that's where Chuck went. <laughs> so Billy's up there, Cobra Commander's son. He's up there, and he's naked. Well, he's got a hat on. <laughs> I told you, the Gilligan hat. <laughs> Is it like a banana boat hat? <laughs> no, no, it's like a Gilligan hat. Because he gets so hot. Because you're the he'll skipper. Take, he'll take that big bucket of water. He'll put the water in there and he'll just, you know, put the water on his hat and he'll just... You're like, hi, hi Gilligan, I'm the skipper. Little buddy. He's <laughs> your little buddy. Well, I bet he's your little buddy. But he does stuff with your little buddy. Wow. So... I was never so, touched inappropriately at this place. I did he, he touch you? N- no. Don't no lie. No Don't lie. touched me. It, it was, well, maybe like, you know, like well, that pats or something. Yeah. But, I mean, did, were you touched? With a loofah. Okay. <laughs> Billy goes home and whacks off to you. You realize whatever. <laughs> whatever. I'm not here to judge. All right. So anyway, I'm here to enjoy myself. So, and that's called the plates-a, or what the was plates-a, the? Yeah, the plates is the rub down. The the well, in in with the happy ending. No, no happy ending. It used to be your the happy ending. The dead skin cells were rubbed off with grape leaves, so that's what it's called. But it, right. there's no grape leaves. There's a, there's a loofah. There's a loofah. So when you're done with your steam, you go back in, you shower off, you soap off, you can go for another dip in the pool, you cry, shower off yeah, again, you cry in the shower. <laughs> you go back in the steam, and then when you're ready, you go back up the stairs, you order the steak, it's 20 bucks. You go back up, up with the, the garlic. Oh, so you have to go back up through the locker room. Yeah. And then you go into the, the kitchen, you order a steak. We order it right here, at the, where you got oh, your lock. At, where you got your lock. Yeah. You're, you turn your soap back in and say, see, it was... No, you, it there's was disposals. You well. There's disposals. They're okay. the little, little bitty bars. They're not do even have, wrapped. Do you have to, like, prove that you got a rub down from Billy before you get your steak? No, you, that's an optional service. You don't have to <laughs> then you, you How much do you steak. tip Billy? You tip Billy well. How, how do you have any money? You, you're naked. It's all on the honor system. When you go and you leave... I say after you you drink and you, you eat your steak, you smoke your cigar, you go get dressed, you tell the man <laughs> what you had. One steam. 
I would one steak personally. One Schmitz, personally, it's per- all a cash operation. Personally, well, sure it is. <laughs> they don't want proof of this. Mm-mm. <laughs> Personally, I like to eat my steak and smoke my cigar clothed. <laughs> well, I mean, you have a towel on, yeah. Can you eat, like, clothed, though? Like, completely cl- with clothes on? I've never seen anybody do that. Okay. Is it frowned upon? Because <laughs> I'm thinking I got a knife in my hand for my steak, right? They give you a knife. I would assume. Yeah, oh yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, some people will have, like, a toga. <laughs> you looked at me like, knife. I'm not familiar knife. with the term. <laughs> What's a knife? I mean, some people wear a toga. I, oh, of course they do. <laughs> Why would you not? <laughs> but most people just start in a towel. But, okay. Do, they, do, you get the bring, do you bring your own oh, toga? Oh, no, no. They, they, they provide. They can provide a toga for you. Uh, or a towel. Okay. Or if you're a bigger guy, bed sheet. <laughs> I'm thinking I'd go toga. <laughs> At least I feel like I have some more clothes on. Because I'm At there. At this point in the time. I'm there with well, Yeah, matter. of course. If you're even doing this, you probably don't really freaking care. But if anybody out there listening to this has ever played any kind of sports, you've been nude, naked, not in a locker room, not eating a steak and smoking a cigar in a locker room with a bunch of other guys. Sure. That's all it is. No, it's not. (laughs) Because I've never gotten a rub down from one of those guys. That's not true. (laughs) And I've also never gone and eaten a steak naked with those guys. With a knife in my hand. I don't want a knife in my hand Have when I'm naked. Have you never eaten anything in a locker room? Power I, bar, candy bar, Gatorade, anything? I, no. Really? No. Even at half, like, there's those halftime in soccer. But I'm never naked. Yes, there's halftime at soccer. Really? Yeah. Never knew. They never give you, like, Gatorade You don't go in the locker room, though. Little power bar things or... No. Yeah, nothing. yeah, you do, but I'm not naked when Orange I Orange wedge, nothing? Yeah, yeah, not when I'm naked, though. I generally don't eat when I'm naked. <laughs> Do you guys ever like have a, like a soccer game where it's like really rainy, muddy, or do they not play? Sure, no, we you play in the mud all the time. In? Yeah, don't you ever go back in at halftime? Maybe put like a dry shirt on. No, okay. There is no in, in there's no stadium. It's not like football where you come charging out. We're out in a field. There's no place to go. You stay wet and you stay muddy, and then well, you go out second half and you play. Again, even when we played football, some of the guys would take their shoulder pads off, and they're well, that's because football players put, are pansies. That's why. You no, know, they would have a, a wet T-shirt on, and they would take it off and put a dry right. one on, and put their because you're a bunch of pussies, on. right? That's why. Wow, seriously, <laughs> we play. Let's cover these issues. We you're play staying guilty. wet. I bet you did. <laughs> I don't. Dog. I don't. No, I'm not the one going eating naked with men <laughs> and getting a rub down. All right, so then you. So then I'm you eating my steak. So you I'm eat smoking my. What kind of steak is it? Oh, it's a nice cut. Is it like mignon? Or is it... No, it's like one... It's like, um... The porterhouse? Porterhouse. Okay. It's all one standard cut. I, li- I like me a good it's porterhouse. It's about, about yay thick. About two, three inches thick. Two, three inches thick. Okay. And you can have it with... <laughs> I bet it's two, three inches yeah, thick. Yeah, you can. <laughs> a mayonnaise jar. I'll tell you that right now. You can have garlic, crushed garlic on top of it or no okay. garlic. Okay. They'll cook it to order. And, like, it's like community. Everybody brings something, you know, different. Some guy <laughs> like will bring a, a loaf of fresh not bread. Not like community I ever know. Somebody will bring a loaf of fresh bread. Somebody will oh, bring I some, bet they bring a loaf. <laughs> somebody will bring cheese. Somebody will bring grapes. Somebody will bring um, wine or something. Did you bring anything? <laughs> uh, sometimes we would bring cigars. Uh, my boss... <laughs> oh, right, because you've done this multiple times. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes we would bring, um, like, Helvarti cheese. Okay. Nice Helvarti. Okay. He would pick up uh, some Jewish bread. Um, what the fuck's it called? Because heaven forbid you should bring Italian bread. No, you don't bring it. <laughs> um, what the fuck is it? Uh, I don't know what it's called. Hala. The hala? Un- unleavened bread? No, hala bread. Okay. Hala? Hala? Hala, <laughs> hala, hala bad girl. Hala, hala? Hala. 
I think it's how it's pronounced. Ha? I'm not sure. I don't know. I don't go to the Schwitz. <laughs> All right, so then... Do you haven't lived? So then you've eaten... No, I've lived. <laughs> I think I'd live better without going to the Schwitz. Um, so then you leave, and like you said, you tell them what you had. You tell them what you had, and you pay for it in, in the cash, and okay. then you go down, and you get your car, and then... And, 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 then, <laughs> and then you go home and crank one out. <laughs> Well, then you go home and you're so tired, you just go right to bed. You're so relaxed; wow. it's ridiculous. Wow! And you can even go after you have your honestly, after you have your scotch or whatever you're drinking. Right? It's a big. Scotch oh, I place. would need a lot of scotch. big scotch. Place. <laughs> like I've had thirty year old scotch in here. Cool. You go back downstairs and have another <laughs> and a seven and a seventy year old man. <laughs> There's no girls in here whatsoever. Well, I understand this. <laughs> this is the problem with it. And you can. You can go and get your scotch. I think it'd be better eat, if there was women Come there. down. Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it'd be a den of sin. Then it would be what you're insinuating. Well, then, it, then it'd then it be something worth going to. <laughs> um, all right. So that, had a good time. So that was just fit. <laughs> that was the Schwitz. I wanted to clarify what it was. Yeah, so. all right. Moving on. So We should just call this episode the Schwitz. <laughs> Chuck takes a Schwitz. <laughs> not in this room. You're not. <laughs> Schwitzing with the Chuck. That's what Keith did on the floor. All right, so then we left CampbellCon. Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, episode 94, Half a Duck. I'm your host, Ryan. <laughs> and I'm Chuck, and I'm Half a Duck. <laughs> you want to explain why you're Half a Duck? Because I'm Half the Duck I used to be. <laughs> okay, well, we'll get into that later. Anyways... We're at JoeCon. It's our JoeCon special edition, and we've already had a lot of fun going into this episode. Yes. But, uh... You'll hear that in a minute. Right. <laughs> so, rather... Do you want to introduce people, or do you want me to introduce people, or what the fuck? We got a lot of people in the room. We got a lot of people in the room. We got Ken Diesel in the room. Hola. Woohoo! We got Dave Draper. Hey! Dave and Vols Collectibles. We got Miss Cherry's Jubilee. Woohoo! Hey. And we got... Back Robert Eckett. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I was going to say fame Joe artist Robert Eckett, but he's not really doing the Joe anymore. He's a castle artist Robert Eckett. Hey. Hey. hey, cricket. Hey, cricket, cricket, do the duck sound. <laughs> I got to get the sound effects back up. Oh, we're really prepared. We're out of this. Out. I wasn't. I didn't know we had the duck sounds. It's about a duck. There you go. All right. So on the way back from the restaurant called the Ram, whatever, whatever, we saw some ducks. Right. <laughs> Trying to cross the street. <laughs> Trying to cross the street. I don't know why. To get to the other side. There you go. Isn't that the chicken? There's the softball. Anyway, I wanted a duck. Ryan wouldn't get me a duck. I don't have a duck. What the fuck? <laughs> what are you, Dr. Seuss now? <laughs> this is the li- special living So, green eggs and ham, I have no duck. <laughs> and it was a mallard, it had a green head, I, I saw it. I thought it was dead. I thought it was dead. There was a bus, and he flew away. That last part didn't write. It was a van taxi. It looked it like was a bus. It was a van taxi. We found out from the Fabulous Cherries Jubilee that ducks have 17-inch penises. <laughs> I did not know that. In my mini travels Which around... Which why Chuck really wanted a duck. In my mini travels... Don't let me In my mini travels around greater Cleveland, I have not seen a duck's penis. <laughs> He's looked. <laughs> but I'm willing to try. <laughs> what up? I was we, we should also note that... Uh, 
Chuck is currently drinking butt face. Robert ate a butt face hamburger. I did. I had a butt face in my mouth. From got a butt face in your mouth. <laughs> wow. Open your mouth. Wow. Anyway. <clears throat> Um, that's nothing to do with toys. I'm just letting him go. <laughs> At this point, I'm just let him go. Robert's working on some commission work over there, yep. and Gary got so it's not yours. No, it is not. <laughs> yours is yours is next. No, it's not. Okay, it's not. Don't have a cow. Oh. Was that Bart? No. All right. <laughs> and Joe Con was cool. <laughs> My pants fell down. I gotta pull them back up. You just have to prove that half a duck, that's all. That's right. Okay. And I gotta prove half a duck. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> I need a minute. <laughs> I'm gonna need a minute here. It's a little cold. <laughs> it's cold in the room, I'm cutting glass, I need a minute. <laughs> wow. So anyway. So meanwhile, the Joes go after the next element of hard water, and I said someone must have been reading the Golden Age Flash, uh, Jay Garrick, <laughs> because that's how he got his speed powers was through hard water. Oh, okay. Um, and uh, the Joes are led by Torpedo, which that was really cool. It seemed like each episode there was a, a new character, new yeah, Joe. Yeah, that was really neat. Stuff. He had one of the most, like, um, how do I say this? flamboyant entrances <laughs> like, like yes. just the way he's like hey everybody hey it's torpedo get in the water i'm just it's like who is this guy <laughs> i don't know who he is but i want to party with I that know, guy seriously he's totally the guy you hang out with on the weekends right Uh, well, one thing that we do uh, anytime we have a guest on is we do uh, what we like to call the firing range, which is uh, either classic debates that are out there uh, or debates that we've had on the show with each other. Chuck and I, uh, while we like a lot of the same things, we don't always see eye to eye on those things, as you learn from the whole Flint and Duke. We both love G.I. Joe, but we have different opinions on who's better. Uh, so these are really just Quick questions. You can just give a quick answer if you want. You can certainly feel free to explain them uh, if you wish to, uh, but you can uh, take it in any direction you wish to. So, mm-hmm. you guys, um, we'll do this for two minutes, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna sign off and do from the Stephen King novel Under the Dome on CBS. Okay. Okay. So go ahead. All right. So we have a uh, Star Wars versus Star Trek. Which Star Wars or Star Trek? Which would you pick? Uh, Star Wars. Um, I just, I just enjoyed the movies more. I was, I was never a Trekkie. I didn't watch the show, not because I, I think it came on the wrong time in my life. I don't know if I was in college or what, but I just never saw very many of the episodes and didn't care. I wasn't emotionally invested. And so when the, I, you know, I've seen virtually all the Star Trek movies and liked them. Sure. But, but at least the first number of episodes of Star Wars, I found more engaging. Yep. Correct answer. <laughs> uh, G.I. Joe or Cobra? Which <laughs> Yo, Joe, baby. <laughs> uh, this one's probably one-sided as well. Uh, Lady J or Scarlet? Well, you know, I mean, they're both very different. I mean, Mary Mack and and um, the uh, the lady who played Scarlet, whose name is is eluding me, um, are both very different people, and thus the performances were different. And needless to say, she and I were sort of sort of an illicit love interest. So, baby, yeah, I mean, I would be. <laughs> 
I'm a bigamist. What can I tell you? <laughs> there you go. Um, cake or pie when it comes to desserts? Pie. Okay. <laughs> man, good man. Uh, when, I, think, I think I have pleasant memories of my mother's cooking, and she was a pie person. Very nice. Uh, when it comes to muffins, chocolate chip or blueberry? I will take the blueberry simply because um, I forget it. Give me the chocolate chip. Ah, <laughs> oh, Bill. Yes. Bill, you were doing so well. Yeah. I'm a chocolate chip guy myself. So, um, <laughs> uh, C3PO or R2D2? Uh, C3 so C-3PO was the Brit. Yes. R2-D2 was the little machine. R2-D2. Because C-3PO was not as believable as, as a robot. I mean, it was wonderful. I love the acting, and it was funny, and, you know, cute character and so on. But uh, I, 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 didn't, I didn't quite – I remember the first time I saw him, and every time thereafter in, in each of the subsequent sequels or prequels, and I thought, I don't think so. <laughs> uh well i will say that i'm happy that you're you've for the most part have been choosing everything that's on my side so <laughs> no. considering my, you were my favorite character on, in gi joe i'm happy that uh we have that camaraderie uh just a couple other ones here is chewbacca would you consider chewbacca a sidekick well wasn't he actually a sidekick or was he a co-pilot I always considered him a co-pilot or a partner. Uh, Chuck always viewed him as yeah, a more, sidekick. more of a sidekick to Hans. I know. I would say I would say co-partner because uh, he played a significant role without him, rather than just right. hey, uh, you know, come on and you know, right? Side sidekick is sort of a kind of you know gut, ballless yes. creature, but I think he was essential in the operating of the, the vehicles and and. Uh, so on, yeah, yeah, more of a co-partner. And then just two last ones here. Uh, this is always a classic uh, debate, and I'm sure you grew up with uh, with comics. So uh, if you're not also reading them to this day, but are you? Am I a brony? No. no, 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 no. Are you more of a Marvel guy or a DC guy? <laughs> a DC guy, okay. uh, because uh, because of uh, the, the the bulk of the comics that I bought were. Uh, a Batman, Superman, etc. Very nice. And yeah. then uh, this one we just had is self-serving for uh, episode 100. But would you say Star Joe's or any other podcast? Oh, I mean, this is this is this is this is. Uh, is your mother listening to this? <laughs> I hope not. She probably will be. Actually, <laughs> I told her who. Uh, this we this would be this would be Star Joe's. All the others pale in intensity well, thank you. before thank you, thank thank you. Star Joe's. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Star Joe's. This is Flint of Lady J fame. Star Joe's is where it's at. So now uh, we have Mutt is actually out in the in the jungle and he's being hunted down by a junkyard and he actually has to uh, hit junkyard with a branch to get well, him. First off, like as, as, as junkyards chasing him down, like I don't understand why Mutt didn't just climb a tree or something. Yeah. I mean, like he's, he's running, he's running, he's getting tired. He's like, Oh, there's, there's nothing I can do. I can't take it anymore. And then junkyard, you know, comes leaping up at him. And, and then what Mutt does is he just like, he breaks off a tree branch, right? And he's like, I don't want to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. But he just completely, like, whacks, whacks old junk with this club, right? <laughs> Boy, is this an episode of DC Noise? <laughs> yeah, exactly. 
like mutt, stop an old stop with whacking your junk. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Stop whacking your junk. What are you thinking? It's gotta hurt. I mean, you know it you know it hurts his junk. Poor, poor junk. Especially you're using a tree branch. I mean it's I know. Brutal. I thought that was one of the more dramatic scenes in this uh set of shows that we watched. It's just yeah, the fact it actually that he really showed some pathos yeah. and was very upset about having to knock the dog to out. Whack his but, junk, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just so, you know, on Mutt's side. I was just like, oh, this this relationship between him and Junk. And, and then he whacks his junk. And it's, and it's just whacking it and not, you know, beating it <laughs> to a pulp. <laughs> Beat his junk. I know. Over uh, and over. <laughs> now, before we get into the listener feedback here, there's something I think is appropriate to bring up on these animated episodes because again they're a lot more lighthearted episodes um and i'm sure you know where i'm going with this for some reason my co-hosts on this show like to be around naked men and <laughs> robert recently and you posted this on facebook so i didn't i never said i liked it <laughs> you posted- see there's a difference between me and chuck chuck will go Sit next to a bunch of naked men and eat a steak. Like enjoy, enjoy it. You know what I mean. Take his time. Kick back. All I can say is I don't have any stories about being around naked men. That's all. <laughs> Evidently, there's something when you guys talk to me, and then you go out and feel this need to be around naked men. That's all I'm gonna no, say. No, no, I was trapped. I had nothing. To, okay, this is let it, me tell is the it story. My animal magnetism is that what it is? But yeah, it has everything to do with you, right? <laughs> No, go ahead no, and tell the story. Okay, uh, I was at the gym and I was gonna just kind of try and warm up a bit for my whatever for my workout. And so I, because it was super workout. cold outside. <laughs> okay, all right. So I went. I jumped in the sauna and I was gonna just kind of relax, do some stretching, maybe a bit. And then I, and it's like it's an empty sauna, right? So I go in there right. and I, just to get my body warmed up. So I'm sitting down on the bench and this guy. Uh, He's probably in his late sixties, early seventies. Let's call like an, let's call him Billy. Yeah, okay, so Billy. <laughs> Billy walks in butt naked. All right. Uh, he does have a towel, but he's not bothering to really use it to cover himself in any way. And I'm clearly looking right past him at the sign that says no nudity <laughs> without, you know, some kind of towel or, you know, shorts on or something. And you're coughing. Like this like guy that. like <laughs> And he's all you know, blatantly ignoring this rule. So I'm sitting there kind of just I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, because he walks in. And I just like so I just look at the ground and I've got me like listening to music on my iPod. And and I'm just like trying to put my hand up by my forehead, you know, av- av- you know, to avert my eyes. And he's standing right in front of me. <laughs> so it's eye level. I mean, there's just nothing I can do to, to avoid this. So like. Even if you're looking straight at the ground, your peripheral vision is just going to betray you. There's nothing you can do to avoid this. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. So I'm just trying to. So I just close my eyes completely. And I'm just like, you know, I get out of here. But he's basically blocking the door and he's standing right in front of me uh, with uh, Billy's Willie just right in the right in my face. <laughs> I mean, there's nothing I can do about this. And so then uh, I was like, this cannot get any worse. But of course, it gets worse. I, hear, I hear this strange sound. It's just like something clunking around. And, and I wasn't really paying attention to him when he walked in, but he was holding his towel. But it, you know, it sounded like he was opening something. I'm like, what is this? So I go ahead and look up. And right as I look up, he's got a, he's got a tub of Vaseline 
It's not like a little squirt bottle. It's a tub of Vaseline. And he just takes his hand and scoops a huge scoop out of it and starts rubbing his body. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> and get, I he's getting ready for you. I was like, what the <laughs> heck? And so I just ran. I mean, I was saying online, I just started my workout with sprints that day. I was just like, <laughs> I'm just right out the door. And I did not look back. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. No, thank you. I read that and I I doubled <laughs> over with laughter. Um, I'm like, what the heck? Now, if it was Chuck, he'd be like, hey, so you want to order a steak? All right, high five. <laughs> Chuck, Chuck could be like, you want to rub some of that on me? I know. He's like, I'll get your back, you get my back. <laughs> oh, that'd be Chuck. That would be Chuck, yes. Yeah. Um. All right, so I, I had to bring that up. I'm sorry. Oh, it's, my gosh. Um. Because traumatized, I'm, I said, <laughs> I'm worried what's going to happen to me next is that's the thing I'm afraid of. Is like you both have had this experience, these experiences. Hey, everything comes in threes. I so know that's the thing. So I'm afraid of. I think we just need another co host. <laughs> it's, it's you or John Thurman, one of you guys <laughs> is going to have a run in with a naked dude. <laughs> well, we'll see if John, I'm has, hoping it's John, <laughs> we'll see if John has any stories next time he's on. <laughs> he's going to be really nervous the next uh, convention you guys go to. Right. <laughs> Because the naked guy is probably going to be Chuck. So Scarlet and Barbecue try to relax at the fire station. However, the red phone rings again. Why do they look uh, there on like opium or something? That like <laughs> the two of them are on absinthe. It's like that that Manet painting or whatever. Like you know, absinthe in the bar. Right. <laughs> They're just like staring off into the distance. Like uh. <laughs> so. Barbecue tells Scarlet I've had it with red phones today. Scarlet picks Scarlet picks up the phone and t- and learns that the Viper will start on the top floor. And when she demands to know his identity, the man on the phone replies, "I am the Viper." No, he doesn't say it like that. He's like all pissed off. It's like I am the Viper. I am the Viper. You bitch. <laughs> I don't think he said you bitch. I'm pretty sure that was in it. I'm pretty sure that was like yeah, and the voiceover I have. <laughs> I think you added that to the volume. You just turned the volume down and then said that at the end. Like listen really close. Right at the end. As <laughs> she's hanging up, like you can barely hear it over the other side. He's like, you bitch. In 1976, G.I. Joe was given eagle-eye vision. This is disturbing. I don't know if you ever heard about the eagle-eye vision. No, I actually haven't. This would creep me the hell out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So so eagle-eye vision, it was a movable eye mechanism to allow the toy to appear to be looking around when a lever in the back of the head was moved. No, thank you. (laughs) That sounds incredibly disturbing. Oh, my gosh. Just picturing that in my head. No. Absolutely no. And this would be the last major innovation for the original line of 12-inch figures. I bet. I, <laughs> that I was be a like, horrible, horrible idea. <laughs> I already feel like like when I'm in someone's house and they have those old dolls sitting on the shelf, I already feel like those dolls watch me. Could you imagine something that actually does watch you? <laughs> oh, no. That's seriously one of the things I'm terrified of. Is yeah. Like dolls coming to life. Yeah. Like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> Pixel 
Pixels in the Animation is the next cartoon review podcast series in the GeekCast Radio Network's long history of review series. We've had Transformers, He-Man, and Mask as far as the cartoon review podcasts we have done. Now we bring in TV's Mr. Neil as he and TFG and Mike break down nine video game cartoon series. Steve Megatron will join us for the Mega Man and Sonic episodes. We'll be reviewing and analyzing every episode of the Mario, Zelda, Captain N, Mega Man, Donkey Kong, and Sonic cartoons. You can expect us to go in-depth and also talk about the game franchises that spawned these cartoons. So tune in summer 2013 as we find the pixels in the animation. Hey, I'm Gary. I'm Mike. I'm Chuck. And I'm Justin. Join the four of us every week on the Internet's number one and longest-running G.I. Joe podcast, What's on Joe Mind? It's Joe News, reviews, and interviews like you've never heard them before, delivered right to your MP3 player. Our guests include Jason Marsden, Kevin Michael Richardson, and Matt Yang King from G.I. Joe Renegades, Larry Hama, Robert Atkins, and John Barber from IDW Publishing, and many more from around the online Joe community. Yeah, it's guys talking about Joe. Think of it as Joe Talk meets Sports Talk. And we make fun of Chuck. Right. And we pay again. Come on, Chuck. We're just kidding. Kinda. Sometimes Chuck makes fun of himself. Right. And we. Okay, seriously. This is just getting ridiculous now. It's What's on Joe Mind every week on the GeekCast Radio Network, InsidePulse.com, Stitcher Smart Radio, and iTunes. Download and listen today. I suppose I still can't say something about Transformers, can I? Good. No. What about sports? That sounds good. Yeah, that's all right. Grab your helmets because it's time to assemble Mask. The GeekCast Radio Network has launched Mask Mayhem with your hosts Optimus Solo and TFG and Mike. This podcast covering all 75 episodes of Mask will feature in-depth analysis of every episode, talk on the toys, and more. Mask Mayhem will run 30 podcast episodes. You can find us in iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Get your spectrums ready as podcasting is the ultimate weapon. I command the jaw bridge. Open! Yes, that's right. We have traveled to Eternia to enter Castle Grayskull. Join Optimus Solo and TF and Mike as they find themselves telling tales of Eternia. We cover all things He-Man in this 45-episode-long podcast. You can find us on iTunes and www.geekassradio.com. By the power of Grayskull, we all have the power. Is this thing on? Oh, goody. Why, hello there. It's your dear old Uncle Joker here. I bet you're asking yourself, what could I be possibly doing here of all places? Well, I'm laughing at the fact that this new podcast presented by Geekcast Radio is called Legends of the Dark Knight. Who the heck knew the bat was so popular? Ugh. Join Steve. Mike and sometimes Tara for reviews on the greatest DC animated universe cartoon to ever meet Gotham City. So join moi for the talk of the town, or I'll send Captain Clown after you. He gets mighty angry when he doesn't get to have his garbage skull. So put on a nice big smile. 
and join us for the next GeekCast Radio Network podcast, Legends of the Dark Knight. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. Shut up. Beyond the Night is the GCRN's latest review podcast. We are covering everything in the Knight Rider television universe. From the classic 80s TV series to the 1991 reunion film, Team Knight Rider, and the 2008 relaunch series as well. So join TFG and Mike and Dion the Music Man as they go in-depth and Beyond the Night only on GeekCast Radio Network. You can find Beyond the Night in iTunes and on www.geekcastradio.com. Yes, Michael. Just keep driving. All right, guys. Well, that's it. That's been the last five years of Star Joe's. I'm sure you can imagine trying to encapsulate five years into about three hours is very difficult to do. But I did my best, and I hope you guys really enjoyed hearing some of these moments again. Nothing new in in these moments, so if you like something you heard and you haven't listened to all of our episodes, I suggest going back and listening to some of those older episodes. They're all available on iTunes. They're all available on the website. You can download it directly from the website or play it right from the website, but you can also check all of them out on iTunes. So with that being said, again, a big thank you to everyone that's been involved with the show, that's listened to the show, that's supported the show, that's passed the news along about the show to their friends, uh, family, or whoever. Like I said, it's been an amazing ride, and I can't thank you guys enough because you guys are the reason that we keep doing the show. I mean, if it had been just Chuck and I having fun, you know, recording, the show probably would have ended after about a year. And it wasn't because we weren't still having fun. It's just, you know, after a year of doing something, you're kind of like... All right, that was fun. What's next? But Chuck and I were having fun, and you guys were responding, and we were getting to know you guys, and we were getting to interact with with a lot of you guys, and we got to see the listening number, listenership numbers go up, and that sparked us to want to do more. And then when Chuck had to take a, a pers- some personal time away, just you know, time crunch and everything else, some things were going on for him, and Robert stepped in, that helped the show continue because. It would have been tough for me to go on my own. I would have probably had to bring on some guest list, you know, guest uh, hosts and everything else, and you just never know how that's going to go. And and I wasn't sure if I was going to continue with the show, but my you know my wife who supports me with doing the show, you know, she brought up a great statement, which was if you enjoy doing the show, then you should keep doing the show. And so I did, and luckily Robert came on. And we're going to have Chuck back on again. Uh, him and I have talked quite a few times, and we're going to try to work some stuff out in the new year so this way we can have him on a little bit more frequently than we've been able to do. And uh, we're going to you know, keep putting out some awesome shows. We're going to keep doing the uh, Star Joe's Animated Universe episodes. We're going to still keep doing the... Uh, Star Wars, the EU Strikes Back episodes. We're going to do more ammo dumps. We're going to do more suck episodes. We're going to do uh, get try to get back to talking about comics and everything since that's where we started from. So definitely going to try to do as much as we can in the years ahead. I uh, hope you guys will be a, along for the ride. And I hope the next five years are just as much fun, if not more fun, as they have been in the last five years couple shout outs I wanted to give. I certainly am not going to try to name everybody who's been involved 
with the show in the past or has participated or has become friends of ours, whether virtually or in person, it would just be impossible to do. And I would forget somebody and I don't want to upset anyone by forgetting anyone because that would be unfair to them. But a few people I did want to give shouts out to, uh, one is, uh, rock. The reason I want to give a shout out to rock is because rock is the reason that we've had the fantasy football league every year and he organizes it, puts it together and makes sure that we're having fun doing it. So without the, without rock doing the fantasy football league, we wouldn't have Chuck broadcasting that he's the champ, which was some great moments from the last five years. So uh, I want to thank John Thurman for coming on for a lot of other episodes. Um, he came on for a lot of animated episodes and everything else. And he, he's really kind of like an honorary guest host or an honorary host. Um, I, don't, I haven't talked to the other guys, so I don't want to say he's like an official host yet. But, you know, he's been there for a lot of episodes and I really appreciate him jumping on board. I uh, want to thank, uh, you know, some of our guest creators, you know, obviously thank Robert, because, but he's now a host, but he, you know, he was our first interview and you heard the a little bit of that first interview with him. Uh, I want to thank Shannon, Mike Costa. Um, those are some regular guests that we had on. I want to, of course, thank Bill Ratner for coming on for our 100th episode and it was very tough to pick which segment from that interview. I wanted to put almost the whole interview on there because it was just an awesome time. But I picked the top 10 questions because that's what I did for some of the other snippets from other episodes because it seems to be that's kind of our thing that we do with our guests that come on. And it's really a lot of fun. So it's fun to hear those guys talk about um, or those creators talk about what they pick over another thing. So, you know, it was a lot of fun. So I, that's why I put that in there. So I do want to thank Bill Ratner for coming on for the hundredth episode. Uh, hopefully we can get some other voice actors in the future as, as well as some other guests to come on as well. So that's about it. Uh, you know, I, I of course want to thank all the podcasting community for always being very welcoming. I want to thank those that kind of inspired us. Uh, you know, Eric Martin, who, unfortunately passed away but was an inspiration for us doing this show uh the guys at dc noise who have become like brothers to us the guys at etm uh, exploring the multiverse who fortunately that podcast isn't around anymore but they definitely uh became very close friends of ours because of us doing the podcasts and everything else and meeting up with them uh the comic geek speak crew who always have been supportive in the past um, and then just and new podcasters as well, like uh, the Pop Culture Leftovers guys, you know, uh, Brian and Jake and Frank over there. They're great guys and, and they always have been supportive. And uh, the Awesome Movie Podcast, which is our buddy Eric, who uh, does that show and uh, has become a very good friend. So the podcasting community itself has become just amazing. Uh, and I'm sure I'm forgetting other people out there, uh, geek savants. I want to thank them as well because Dave was very integral to helping me know how to do a podcast. And without him, it would have been very difficult for me to start putting this all together when we did. So, but yeah, with that, uh, let me go ahead and give our information. If you don't know it already, uh, you can find us at starjoes.com. You can find us at the forumforgeeks.com where you can comment on this episode as well as many others and interact with us every day. 
Um, you can find us on Facebook. Just look up Star Joes and you'll find the fan page. You can like us on Facebook. We're trying to reach up to a 500. We missed it by the year-end cutoff, but we're very close. So if you can spread the word around for people to like Star Joes, there's a lot of content on there every single day. So would love that. Follow us on Twitter. It's at Star Joes Podcast. Leave us a voicemail. It's 440-941-JOES, 440-941-J-O-E-S. Leave us a voicemail, and we'll play it on a future episode and respond to it. Uh, please leave us an iTunes review. You can find us on iTunes. Just look up Star Joes, and you'll find us. And uh, leave us a review, good, bad, or indifferent. Uh, we'll read it on the air and respond to that as well. Send us an email at starjoespodcast at gmail.com. Again, we'll read those on the air and respond to them if you have any questions or comments or anything like that. Uh, you can find us on uh, GeekCast Radio Network, which is where you hear the commercials every episode, is uh, for other podcasts. We joined up with the GeekCast Radio Network because they weren't requiring too much of us. All they asked is that for every half hour of an episode that we do, that we put at least one commercial in. So on an episode like this, you hear more commercials. On shorter episodes, you hear less commercials. And I think that's really an awesome thing that they do. It's, you know, that's all they require. They don't tell us how to do our show, when to do our show, or anything like that. They just, their requirements are simply to promote other shows that are on the, you know, that are part of the GeekCast radio network, and they will promote us. And so it's just a great community to be a part of. So I, I do want to uh, thank those guys for for allowing us to be part of the community there. Um, and then you can also find us on Stitcher, uh, Stitcher radio app. It's a free app for your mobile devices, and you can find Star Joes on there and make Star Joes one of your favorites. And every time a new episode comes up, you will get that new episode. Uh, so with that, uh, I'll just go ahead and close. There will be a little other moment from the past of Star Joes that I put on the end of this episode. Uh, that is tied to Star Joe's, but it wasn't directly from us, So, but it is a fan favorite, so I wanted to make sure I put it on the episode here. So with that, I'll go ahead and close by saying the Force will be with you because knowing us is half the battle. So we're having a baby Joe, JoeCon 2013 live script reading. Streams of smoke flow across a field once woven from wisps of blue-green blades of grass, but is now marred with ashen craters and scattered earth. The inhabitants of this remote land have fled. No birds sing, no insects chirp, and, on all the, and although the wind blows, it cannot be heard over the sound of screaming ammunition and one fearful cry. See? <laughs> Foot and Lady J have found themselves faced by advancing enemy vipers. Get to cover, Lady J! There's no cover to get to! We're sitting targets here! We need to evacuate and meet up with the others. As the two Joes turn, a hail of lasers ripped into the ground before them. Oh. Ah! These snakes aren't gonna let us run from this fight! Good men. I wouldn't want them to take it easy on us. All of us. I'll stay here and give him something to shoot at. Communications are down. Get back and tell Duke and Hawk what Cobra's up to. We don't have to go down. Flint, I... I have another idea. No shot in that, dear. <laughs> Lady G retrieves one of the javelins from the pack on her back. She twists its handle, activating a chemical reaction inside the soon, and soon a gray fog billows from the weapon. Lady J hefts the javelin and hurls it towards the Cobra Vipers. <laughs> 
The javelin digs into the battle-baked soil. A cloud quickly spills over the combat zone, and the enemy's view is obscured. You're amazing in more ways than one. I know. Yo, Joe! Flint leaps from the smoke with his fist swinging. It connects with the viper's chin, launching the soldier backwards. At the same time, Lady J delivers a quick kick to the viper's side, causing him to crumble to the ground, gasping to regain his breath. <laughs> we always did make a good team, baby. Flint, I, I have something. Watch out! Another viper! The enemy soldier raises his, raises his rifle and fires. A bolt of blue light strikes Flint's leg. Lady J swings the second javelin, which smashes into the viper's helmet, and the man goes down. However, more vipers can be heard approaching. I think you're gonna have to leave me here after all. Go get help. I'll try to take as many of these slimy serpents with me as I can. No, I can't leave you, Flint. I have something that I have to tell you. Don't make me give you an order, Lady J. Get out of here. Just let me... Run! Just... Go and meet up with the other Joes. Hold on! Lady J... Go. Listen. I order you to... We're having a baby. I... I... Not yet. I found out this morning. I, I couldn't tell you, but now... Um, um, uh... <clears throat> well, now, now, now uh, this, this, this changes everything. Changes everything? You act like your life is over now. No, no, no. I mean, I mean, help me out. Whoever, our child is, is, is going to be, he's, he, he is going to have a father. That's more like it. Let's show Cobra how dangerous parents can be when their kid is threatened. Stand over there and get ready to start firing on my signal. The sound of approaching footsteps grow nearer. So, uh, what are we going to name him? I haven't even had the time to think about that. How about uh, Colton? He's the reason we're here together. Now, wait just a minute. It could be a girl, too, you know. Uh, of course, but... Don't uh, tell me you prefer a son. I'd I love a daughter, too. I just want... him to be a boy. No, no, I... The other footsteps sound close now, just mere feet away. Only the cloud of smoke still lingering prevents the Joes from seeing their enemy. What about, uh, Rachel? What? If it's a girl, Rachel. I don't like it. You don't like it? Rachel was my great-grandmother's name. Everyone loved her. Rachel was our neighbor, nastiest woman on the block. Everyone hated her, Flint. Fair enough. Margaret? Margaret. I like it. Maggie was my uh, high school girlfriend. Then no to Margaret. <laughs> the footsteps stop and the smoke clears to reveal three forms nearby. Get ready. Now. Wait. The smoke surrenders the identities of the others. It's a, it's a mother and father with a small girl who are attempting to return to their home. The girl stares at Flint with her eyes wide. It's a family. But they're not alone. Those are definitely Cobra. Get down. Stay down. Here they come. Later, back at G.I. Joe headquarters. That's right, General Hawk. There were three additional Cobra personnel who Flint and I dispatched after an extended struggle. And we delivered our intel securely. Mission accomplished. We were able to get the family back to their home safely. They were very grateful, even offering a home-cooked feast in our honor. Hey, what was the little girl's name? I think it was Marissa. Hmm. I like that. So do I, Flint. If it's a girl, she'll be Marissa. The end.